You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Welcome to a new decade with the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix podcast. This episode is number 22 of Series 2. I'm Dave Deacon and hopefully on the end of the phone is my co-host Mark Rapsey. So... Ladies and gentlemen... Come in, Rappo! Happy New Year, Deeks. Um, Another decade, mate, but my, my same old droning voice. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, not, <laughs> not gloom and doom already. We're only on to the what, 2nd or 3rd of January, so what's the problem? Oh, no, <laughs> no, Happy New Year, mate. I hope, hope, it's, uh, hope it's a good one, mate. 2020. Where's it gone, Dave? I know. I'll tell you what, though. I think it's going to be a very exciting, uh, well, certainly an exciting second half of the season to 2020, isn't it? Um, uh, Down here in Cornwall with many clubs, you know, going for promotion and championships and, you know, showing a bit of ambition. So, uh, yeah. That's right. All the leagues look interesting, though, don't they, up around the top? Yeah, they certainly do. And um, I promise I will not mention the old firm result. No, thanks, mate. Appreciate that, mate. Because, <laughs> yeah, as we all know, you've been in, in, in Scotland yeah. for Christmas, so uh, how did that go? Yeah, it's good, thanks, mate. Really enjoy it. Well, lovely, lovely nine days, mate. Just flew by day, felt like three days, mate. But, but yeah, I always have a lovely time out there, mate. Managed four games of football and a, and a tour of Amden Park, though. So, oh. yeah, it was, yeah, managed to fit quite a bit in, mate. So it was, it was good, yeah. I thought you were going to say managed four days of football and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> Hey, I think we have better weather up there, mate, than you had down here. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that, that probably cold. wasn't too difficult, to be honest, but... Uh, nah, shame. Yeah, the weather wasn't It'll too good for day. Boxing It'll Day, that's right. So, But never mind, yeah. we, we must be positive. No. We're not going to have any exactly. any despondency this early in the year, so... Uh, no, it's a new year, mate, isn't it? It is. Now, I know you've been away, but have you been able to dig up any tidbits for us at all? Yeah, nothing um, exciting, Dave, on the playing front, you know, with the lack of football and all sort of games and stats and all but I, yeah there's a, there's a little bit of a senior cup flavour mate I know we've got a packed show today mate we've got a senior cup flavour but but I, I think we'll save that one for later on mate when we chat about the senior cup Ooh, but I can't wait um, <laughs> I bet you know it already Dave it's more facts and figures really but um, but I just thought I'd like to wish good luck though to those teams who, who haven't managed to get a point on the board in the first half of the season and uh, <laughs> oh. 2020 brings them more luck right yeah right yeah. okay well let's let's hope so so are there many there's a few actually dave yeah mm. five or six here mate i'll start with the trelawney league dave in division one we've got troon reserves they've played 15 obviously lost them all and they've got a goal difference of minus 53 Ooh. so Good luck to Troon Reserves, mate, uh, for the second part of the season. Uh, also, Trelawney, too, sees their old friends from Storm, Dave. They're, uh, they're still on zero points after 12 games with a, a minus 70 goal difference, mate. Right. Okay. Who else you got? But, uh, yeah, well, in the Dutchy League, uh, Dutchy, too, they've got North Hill. Um, they've only played six games, though, so but they've lost them all, and they've got a minus 51 goal difference, and... And in Division Three, that sees Roach Reserve. Uh, Roach Reserve, they're pointless as well. But they've actually only played five games so far. 
and they've only got a minus 16 goal difference. So I think they've got some hope there. Yeah, yeah, mate. But uh, and in the Superior League, mate, um, in in the Superior League East, uh, Weybridge Reserves have played twelve games and surprisingly lost a lot. On bit shocked at a club like the Bridges, mate, the old club. But and they're on a minus thirty goal difference. But I'm sure my old mates Clarkie and Nick Dowling, mate, will be looking to rectify that ASAP, mate, after taking over the team recently as joint managers. So. But, uh, but good luck to all those teams in uh, 2020 day for uh, hopefully you know getting some points on the board. Right. Okay. Yeah. You keep saying that Weybridge. It's a little bit like you kept saying that Paranwell were going to come good in the West Division of the <laughs> period. You keep saying the same about Weybridge. So uh, let, let's hope yeah. uh, your prediction does sort of come true at uh, well before too long. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Still think those two will do all right though. I'll right. Stick by that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, and of course, uh, this week, the uh, end of the year has signified the date for applications to be in to join the St. Piran League. Um, two for the West Division, Pendine and Porth Leven. And uh, what have we got? Five for the East Division, Foxhall, St. Dominic, St. Mimber, St. Stephen, and Varian. Um, now, there is an add-on here that Steve Carpenter, the league secretary, has put that two teams may be promoted from each feeder league. An application has also been received from Gunnis Lake of the Duchy League, which can only be considered should there be a vacancy once the normal promotion stroke relegation process is complete. Now, so not much chance for Gunnis Lake, I don't think, but... Um, I'm not sure there's going to be much chance for any of them. If if uh, Steve's answered my query about how many teams can you know there be in the in each division, only 16 in each. That that means presumably, I don't know what your thoughts are on this are, but presumably there's going to have to be relegation. Well, clubs moving both up and down as such. Yeah, it looks that way. Like in the West, I suppose you could get away with one down and two up, couldn't you? Mm. In the West. Yeah, but like you say, really yeah, yeah, exactly with the fifteen teams. But but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a full house in the East, mate, isn't it? So unfortunately, that'd be sort of well, will it be two down and two up out of the five, possibly? Mm. But, we'll have to wait yeah, and see. Perhaps we need to get Steve Carpenter yeah. on, don't we, just to explain all this because yeah. you know we're not used to all this promotion and relegation, are we? Really, it's, uh, uh, it's be good to hear from Steve, mate, wouldn't it? Yeah, perhaps. On the, Perhaps get his half-time or half-season uh, thoughts about how the league is going. Yeah, with all these ambitious clubs as well, though, perhaps we can talk him into making the league 18 each and not 16. Give oh. these ambitious clubs a go. That's a good point. Why, why keep see, it at 16? It? But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Another question for him then. Right. Yeah. Come on, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> right. Any any more tidbits uh, apart from the senior cup ones, which we'll hear later? No, yeah. not not really. Dave. I know it's a packed show, mate. So I don't want to I don't want to uh, waste time on the old tidbits, mate. So right. I'll uh, we'll, crack on, mate. We'll crack on as as you just yeah. said. Right then. Uh, now then, before we look closer at uh, some of the Cornwall Senior Cup ties taking place on Saturday, let's catch up with our old friend Cam Weldon, our true city man, who is. It was at both their games over the Christmas period. One point out of six over the festive period, I reckon, Cam. Not not a great return and uh, late goals in both games as well. 
Yeah, it was very... Um, obviously, we knew it was going to be a difficult period with the two teams we were playing. Tiverton, uh, well, they were, they were at the top of the league for a reason. They were top side. Um, we knew that was going to be a difficult game, as, as was Western Supermare. But in the end, uh, as he said, one point from a possible six is perhaps uh, not the greatest return from a... As we would have hoped to have had a well in this new year time now, we would hope for better than that. But unfortunately, uh, that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, in one of the games, the late goals uh, made things right for True because on Boxing Day, obviously staring defeat in the eyes. Uh, that was a great comeback, wasn't it? Yeah, fantastic comeback. Obviously, the three or draw with Tivy. Um, it was a game that we felt we played better than them for large periods. I thought uh, when you were looking at it, you could see. Um, they got the, the three goals they did score. The first one was a really good finish, fantastic finish from young Alex Fletcher. But um, from a Truro point of view, we probably felt we could have um, got out to him quicker, put more pressure onto him, and it was a sloppy goal almost to concede, despite the quality of the finish. Um, the second goal was, again, it was just a little bit of poor marking and a great header. Um, and the third goal was just, I don't really care what Tiverton say. I've read their reports and stuff um, where River Allen's had a shot from 40 yards and uh, from a free kick and it's gone in, but it's, he didn't mean it. Like I'm sure if you were to ask River, he'd probably agree. It was a complete fluke. The weather on the day, the rain, the wind, it helped us a little, well, helped Tivy. And um, that was their third goal. But for us, we got um, we had a slice of luck ourselves. Will Dean had a shot that took a hefty deflection that went in. That was a, uh, to make it one all on the tie. But... Um, 3-1 down, you're thinking it could be a 5 or 6 1 defeat here, but um, credit to Truro, they keep doing it in games they keep battling back and um, two players who I thought didn't have perhaps the best of first halves, uh, Harlane and Bayo and Adele Graffiti, the two centre-halves um, both, ironically both of them scored in the second half and very late on, I think Harlane got one in the 70th and um, Adele's was the 97th, 98th minute or to equalise, so um, it was a good day, well, good comeback all round. And to be honest, a point, probably we were lucky to get that. And we felt uh, at times, if the game could have gone on for another five minutes, maybe we could have nicked a winner. But um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But in the end, if you say you're going to get a point against the league leaders, you can't really complain about that. Yeah, so that was Boxing Day. Now, however, New Year's Day, Western Supermare, well, it was almost the opposite, wasn't it? They made a late comeback. Yeah, it was... Um, uh, that was probably the most frustrating game Truro probably had this season. Um, they'll be they'll, well, they're massively bitterly disappointed what happened. Um, they controlled the game for large periods. Dan Rooney um, came in. Tyler Harvey, which was a big big blow, he got injured after I think it's literally about four or five minutes. And he was on the pitch and he was struggling from the start. You could see a little bit in his hamstring. He was holding it, and um, in the end, they're not going to take any risks. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious. But at the moment, looking speaking to him last night, doesn't look too good at the moment. But um, they took him off pretty swiftly. They didn't want to. We know how key he is to Truro, but he went off. Dan Rooney uh, came on, and for someone who's um, barely featured for injury and he's going to just come back obviously late November I think it was October time he's uh, come in really good finish actually it was a, um, took the ball down well and slotted it under the goalkeeper's legs which was a really good finish Alex Battle had, uh, had a goal disallowed for offside a couple of minutes before that that's two, two in two games for him I feel a bit sorry for Bats he's a um, well credit in fairness to the linesman uh, he, they got it wrong at Hayes but they got that one right yesterday he was miles offside but um, 
Yeah, and then it was just look, we had chances. I think Jeff got a good header pushed away, and sure, it was one of those games where you thought they need a couple more and they're away and they could get three points comfortably here, but the goals just never really came. And Western, um, they got a deserved goal. For, well, I say deserved goal. It was, a, it was a really well taken finish. It was Scott Laird, who's played, anybody knows that name, he's played for Preston North End, uh, Scumfort, Warsaw. He's a, had a very good football league career, and he's only 31, so he's dropped down to be assistant manager at Weston. Um, he did a fantastic finish, and half time you're thinking, Truro perhaps could have uh, taken more from the game. I'm probably thinking they should have been in front, but. Um, they dominated the second half, I'll be honest with you, Dave. They, they were playing fantastic football at times, and it was only a matter of time until they got the goal. And the goal they did get was, a, ironically, Dan Rooney, I said last week that um, there was a few players who, the players who did score, um, scored the goals. It's a bit weird how the two players who scored for Truro, Ryan Dixon got the second, neither him or Rooney had scored this season. So mm-hmm. um, they're, sp- they're spreading the goals around a lot. And it was a fantastic header from Ryan. It was a brilliant header. And I'm sure for Truro's sake, is a, that was the last day of his loan. So hopefully they'll uh, be able to get him back for the rest of the season. Fingers crossed anyway, because he's been superb for Truro. And it's all obviously it's in the hands of Torquay, that one. But the game went on and it was, it's, you're thinking 90, it got into the 90th minute and you're thinking, Truro under the cough a little bit, but they were defending quite well. And there's something they've been under the cough in a, a lot of games this season where they've been holding that one goal lead. They've managed to hold on. But in this one, it was, it's, it's from my angle, I was at the other end, it's quite hard to see, but it, they got given a penalty, Weston. It was, I think Austin Booth had fallen to the ground and, um, and it looked—I don't know whether it was a handball. I don't know whether he tripped him, but it, for my eyes, at the far end, it did look like Austin had just slipped, and their striker just ran over the top of him and fell over. Um, obviously, the referee had a probably better view. I know the Truro bench was absolutely furious, as were the players. On oh, James Hammond charged up to the referee, was fuming, but the penalty was given. Scott Laird stood, took it, and showed his experience. Got his second. You're thinking, all right. A, Two will draw. That's all right. We'll take it. It's a, not the result we really wanted, but at the time, Tiverton and Taunton were two all. So we were thinking, oh, all right, a point's a point. That's, it's a tough place to go, but we'll take it. And I don't know quite know what happened after that, Dave. It was ridiculous <laughs> what happened. Literally straight from kickoff, I think Truro gave the ball. I think Ryan Law literally they went to pass it to Ryan Law, and it went straight past him out for a throw in, and Weston just went straight up the pitch and I think it was the new signing um, they'd signed from Hereford who I don't know if you were earlier in the season sure he played in the FA Cup and this same bloke he's a big stocky bloke he doesn't look like a footballer at all he's more of a rugby player but he's big brute and he caused them problems he changed the game because obviously we know what happens when Truro played Hereford they were 2-0 up at, at Hereford in the FA Cup and they ended up losing 5-2 and that happened pretty much yesterday he came on new signing for Western big bloke pushes them out of the way fantastic finish past Hammond 3-2 and just and you're thinking how on earth has that just happened but the worst part of it you were looking on your phones at the same time you're thinking brilliant Tiverton had just scored a 95th minute winner or whatever it was and uh, there's now a a big gap, which means he puts massive emphasis on that game in hand against uh, Murphy, well, next week. So, under real quite true, I've uh, got a lot of uh, pressure to do, and it's a disappointing result, all told. Yeah, because this is the thing about the division, isn't it? Only the top spot gets automatic promotion, so uh, that's what you've got to aim for, isn't it? You know, coming first. Yeah, 100%, Dave, and that's, they've got, then they, I think they know that, and I'm, I'm sure they're still confident they can finish first. They've, uh, they know how well they've played in the majority of the season, and they've got that, as I said, they've got that massive game in hand against Murph on a Tuesday night, which, 
they, they'll look at that and think they have to win simply because Murphy aren't going to want to travel down to Truro um, on a Tuesday. Not many people do want to travel to Truro on a Tuesday, but um, that'll give us a, we could say, an, an advantage. You know, but um, at the mo- at the moment, I think the main key is to try and get the four lone players they've had all season, get them either well dealt with basically if they're going to sign them on if they're going to be able to inc- get their loans for longer get them loaned longer if not they head back and you've got to try and find um, some new players and but, and the injury list obviously Lewis, I don't know Lewis Rooney I found out the other day is out for the season now so um, bitterly, bitterly disappointed Lewis Rooney yeah he um, I, I can't quite remember the injury he told me but it's a very nasty injury Um so he's out for the season, which is a massive blow now for Truro. But and obviously Tyler Harvey had a hamstring injury yesterday, so fingers crossed, uh, nothing too serious with him. Otherwise, uh, they could be short on strikers, Truro. Mm. Any idea when the club might know about these loan retentions or not? Um, no, if I'm brutally honest, I don't. I don't know. I was trying to find out yesterday, but I don't actually know. Um, I believe, I think Ryan Dixon's loan ended on the first, as did Will Dean. So I'm guessing they were allowed to play yesterday. Um, and I'm guessing they'll be in talks with them over the next few days, see what happens with Exeter and Torquay, uh, respectively. But um, I think the Argyle boys, Lawsley and uh, Jeff Cott, I think their loans, I think their loans are a bit weird. I don't think it ends till like the 31st of January or something. So oh. um, obviously that gives her, and they're probably the ones Paul Wooden's probably the most confident to get, obviously his connections with Plymouth. So um, hopefully he can use them to good cause and get the t- two lads, well, all four lads signed on um, either for the rest of the season for another month or so. But that's the risk with loan players, Dave, isn't it really? Like they yeah. can go, come and go whenever they want. So Yeah. Well, that, um, we saw that, I think, last season. There's, in my opinion, too many loan signings last season. So uh, uh, let's hope uh, that those do come through. Um, so Metropolitan Police Saturday and, uh, well, got to be looking for three points, basically, isn't it? just to get that unbeaten run going again. Yes, you just nailed it on the coffin, Dave. As simple as that. You literally just got to go and get three points. Um, I'm sure... Paul probably will be uh, saying the exact same thing to the players and I think Metropolitan plays there a strange side we beat them uh, first day of the season 2-0 away from home so um, Truro will be looking at thinking Met please I said a bit, it was a bit strange from them because when you looked at them last year and especially at the start of the season I was thinking they were a good side because I think they just missed out on the playoffs they may have got in the playoffs and they think they lost the final or something bizarrely in the league last season so um, I was looking at the start of the season thinking oh they'll be a top team and I, they haven't really lived up to expectation whether that's lost manager or different players I don't know but um, for them it's been a bit disappointing but for Truro's point of view I said long trip for them and They've just got a wet place. I said, not in the best of form, but for Truro, they just need to get back to winning ways and they'll be confident of that. But the question is, will they have Tyler Harvey in the team? That's the difficult thing. But one thing you can say about Truro, and I've said it all season, is the strength and depth they've got this year, which is something they haven't had in um, recent years. Is the amount you can bring any player off the bench fits into that team perfectly. Like yesterday, Harrison Davis um, was absent. He had a slight concussion. Um, he'll be okay for Saturday, but he had a slight concussion. Uh, he dropped out. Niall Thompson went back to fullback, where obviously we know he, Niall Thompson's so versatile. He's almost like a non-league James Milner. You can put him anywhere and he'll do a, do a job. But um, Niall went back to fullback. And Alex Battle, who's come in, and Alex Battle's been superb in recent weeks. So, um, as I said, it's not really a problem squad rotation wise but um, they'll be hoping for well no more injuries basically Dave yeah no more injuries three points and we'll be talking to you seven days time you're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix 
Yeah, not not the best uh, Christmas for City, really, Dave, was it? No, just the one point from the two games um, off the top of the yeah. table as well. So uh, they obviously didn't like the rain too much uh, on Boxing Day because <laughs> it wasn't that good a day, I must admit. They were one o'clock kickoff. Uh, they could have done with yeah. kicking off 11 o'clock, I think, to avoid it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that could have been better. I suppose, I suppose it's a, you know, that late comeback point against TV, mate, is, is decent, isn't it? More, more than respectable against yeah. TV, but... But the Western Supermare defeat will leave a sour taste in uh, in Paul Watton's mouth. I would have thought, mate, wouldn't it after being two one up as well? Yeah, I, I, I mean, someone suggested to me that the uh, changing room door might might have taken a, a bit yeah. of battering that uh, after that game. So I don't know how yeah, true no, that is, but I can imagine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that good an atmosphere. <laughs> Like Gilby's door up so hard, <laughs> 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 off the hinges, mate, wasn't it? After about 15 minutes, but, was that the one but, where the foot came through? That's the one, mate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Dave, River Island, mate, is right. How many times do you see an ex player come back and score against you? Yeah. Unbelievable, isn't it, mate? Yeah. It, it just, you can almost guarantee it, can't you? Now, but, I bet, I know Cam said that he reckoned it was a bit of a fluke, didn't he, Cam? But I reckon yeah. if we spoke to River, he wouldn't say that, would he? No, he meant it, didn't he? He <laughs> meant that 40 yard deflection every day of the week. <laughs> Yeah, what did he celebrate, mate? I wonder if he celebrated. I'll have to have a look, see if we can see it on Twitter anywhere or on the Tiverton yeah. website. Perhaps yeah. <laughs> try and get God, all these people that we need to try and get on the next podcast. But oh, uh, that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Right. and Cam, Dave about the injuries, didn't he? Mate? Trying to pick up a few injuries as well, mate. Yeah. yeah, I think you always need some luck on that front, don't you? Over a season, so hopefully City won't be getting all the bad luck injury wise. No, and Tyler Harvey, was it? The first five yeah. minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's gone, mate, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah, that could be any sort of, that could be three weeks or six weeks, couldn't it, Dave, depending on the oh, strain. So. Oh, I know, mate, need him back, need him back, mate. <laughs> right. Come on, City. <laughs> OK, next up, and it's to the manager of Newquay Reserves, Simon York. Now, Simon got in touch with me earlier in the week and uh, he's keen to get support both on and off the pitch and so let's hear from him who can tell us more well hi there Simon now you're the reserve team manager at Newquay aren't you yeah that's correct now being totally frank there's probably a few out there listening and, and I include myself in this who might just be asking who is Simon York so <laughs> tell us just briefly Simon what's your footballing background and, and tell us how how you got involved with Newquay yeah, no, it's, um, I, I used to play football um, quite a few years ago. Um, played semi-play for about six or seven years before I, I, I had quite a bad um, injury, unfortunately. I had a car accident as well. Uh, afterwards, I was, was head-butted in, uh, in my neck by one of my teammates um, and caused prolapse discs in my neck. Um, so I was out for a good 18, 18 months or so. Um, then come back from injury, uh, went out on loan as such. Um Playing the equivalent of probably um, like Southern Premier down here, mm-hmm. um, so I was playing that for up to was about 26, and the injury just got too bad, and I had to retire as such from from football. Um, I still play disability football. I won my own disability club um, with one of my friends in in Plymouth, Plymouth Warriors, 
I was still played. I still played Prem One Standard there as such. Um, but the opportunity come up from Newquay. Um, I was looking to take in my UEFA badges, um, and I was looking to get into management when I moved down here. I used to live in Kent. Moved in about four years ago. Um, what I'd done I was just happily looking on on the internet, see what's coming up, and just at the time that I decided I wanted to do my UEFA and um, the Newquay role reserves come up um, I thought I'd apply not really thinking that with my manager's experience as such I used to manage back in Kent um, as a first team coach kind of thing I used to help out with Sheppey Sheppey United back in Kent help us at, helped out as such um, but this was my first first real role that I wanted to get stuck in and, and make a difference and in fairness the club has been absolutely superb to me this season um, but looking obviously staying the next season and continuing and getting my UEFA done um, and hopefully one day just work my way up as such. Mm. Okay and uh, now you got in touch with me this week didn't you so so tell us a little bit uh, about why you did that. Yeah um, well we've had a very successful season this year um, we started off started off a bit slow as such in terms of results but the the guys and everyone at the club um, was really rallying around and, and getting a reserve team there that was able to come home and away or play home and away and just getting a really strong band of band of lads together that want to play for each other. Um, we're now at that stage, um, but going into next next season, well, everyone put their, their hands in their own pocket this season um, to really generate. Um, we've got a new kit as such that we're using for this season. Um, and we got um, my wife's got a condition called EDS, um, and she spends a lot of time in the, in a wheelchair. So we put EDS um, sponsor on 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 the front as such. But going into next season, um, we want to push on again. Um, to do so, we just need a bit of help to do so in terms of maybe some new players coming in. If anyone's looking looking at a club to come in, even if you're young, just starting off in football or experienced. Um, looking for a new challenge as such, then feel free to come down. But also people, sponsors, any way that they can either help donate time um, as well as any finance or so would, would be great to help the club push on as such. Yeah, interesting you said there about sponsorship. And and for some people, it might be just time, mightn't it, rather than you know financial sort of uh, uh, things you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. I, I came down. Um, I came down to Nike uh, to start the season, um, pre-season. Um, I did have a couple of people that was was going to help me out in terms of assistant um, managers and, and coaches. Unfortunately, work work commitments and a few family problems have, have caused myself to really take on um, myself. But I have a um, an ex player that is really stepped up due to injury because now become an assistant manager. Um, but time, even people think when it comes to sponsorship, that it's, it's all money and it's going to be a lot of it and, and time consuming. All, all we're looking really is anyone that can help the club in any way in terms of um, time, players or just helping out on a match day or, or even come down, just showing a bit of support to the guys. Um, quite a few of them are young. Um, so just giving a bit of a confidence and stuff like that, just just being around the team, helping out in any way anyway you can do um obviously sponsorship finance would be superb if anyone wants to get involved in that but any way that you can help a club well especially these day and age as well if if it's not oh, it's just a local club i'm sure there's other people around that are in the same situation as us 
and just giving that a bit of time is going to help a club massively. Yeah. And so how does anyone get hold of you then, Simon? Yeah, um, they can either get hold of me on the Nuki Reserve uh, Facebook page um, or um, feel free to drop me an email. Um, my email address is cyork, S-I-Y-O-R-K, 82, at gmail.com or through Facebook if you want to find me through there. My name's Simon York. Um, you can contact me through there or um, contact the club directly um, and they're sure pass the message on to myself. Okay. Now, the side uh, you're in charge of, is it mainly Nuki-based or how is it sort of uh, looking? Yeah, we try and take a lot of um, local players. Um, we're looking, especially the the younger side of, of the team, um, Mostly we, we're full of 17, 18-year-olds that are, are Nuki-based. Um, some of them even come through the youth team, which is fantastic and something that I'm looking to take on a lot more next year. That um, When you come to 18, that we, we want to keep the influx of the youth coming through um, and obviously have a bit of legacy there as such that if you do start playing when you're well, 12, 13, then there's a way for the first team. Um through the reserves and, and ongoing. Um, so we like we like keeping it local if we can, but at the end of the day, if you want to play football, we've got, um, obviously myself, I, I come from Plymouth, and there's um, two other players that travel down with me from Plymouth, but the majority is Nuki, um, Nuki-based, or just a bit further field, 10 miles or so. Um, so we're just trying to keep that, that local team going, the, the atmosphere and the team base, um, so we can obviously go out and have a beer together and have a meal together so really get that squad chemistry going to be honest now you're mid-table in the East Cornwall Premier League at the moment so how would you rate your season on the pitch so far um we started off um even though we had a great team we had a lot of people that were off to work um so going around the first first probably six weeks of the season um we were seeing new faces in every week and it was just no no squad harmony as such um, and the chemistry between everyone um, just wasn't there. Um, we started off um, away to Simbla- sorry, at home to Simblazy with a 4-0 defeat. Um, and a lot of the lads, they didn't have a great season last year. Um, and quite a few of them said so as such. The results weren't going their way. So when the younger ones come in to start of the season, um, the heads had dropped straight away after the first, after the first defeat. They thought it was just going to continue the same as last season. Um, we started to get a bit of stability and now we've got a very good squad with good numbers um, and results are starting to pick up. We're now, um, I think we're unbeaten now since mid-October. Um, so every week that goes by, it was gaining the confidence um, and we had got some very good results the last couple of weeks. We drew to top the league, um, top the league Foxhall, being in the 2-1 position, going into like the last five minutes of the game. Um we won 4-1, 4-1 this weekend for, uh, against uh, North Perthwind, a, a very good squad that's travelled well. Um, so we're, we're getting there. We're, we're slowly climbing. Um, we don't need, well, expectations. We don't expect to go and win the league from where we are, but all we can do is just keep plodding along, keep winning the games and hopefully bring some more people in through the gates that they see we're, we're doing something. We're looking to go somewhere. Um, but we're very, very ambitious. Um, if it's not this season... Then next season, we're hoping to keep the same players that we got, get a good squad. And we really, well, with the help of our sponsors and stuff as well, like I put out, that we do really want to push on. We we don't want to just sit in this division as such. We've got ambitions to push on and go into the Simperan League, for example. 
and then go up from there. So um, we're very, very ambitious, put it that way. Okay, well, look, we wish you the best of luck, Simon. Thanks for getting in touch and thanks for coming on and uh, telling us uh, what the challenge is there at, uh, at uh, Newquay for yourself and, and, and the players and, like you said, the people behind the scenes. Um, one final question. You're out of the League Cup. You're mid-table at the moment. So what, for you, would be a good season? You know, where do you want to end up, uh, uh, you know, in the League table? What would be satisfying to you? Um if, you, if you'd asked me to, before we kicked the ball at the start of the season, um, a lot of the, a lot of people around Plymouth, uh, sorry, around Plymouth, around Newquay, sorry, um, saw the club that they finished down towards the bottom, um, bottom two last year. Uh, the conference wasn't there. So the expectations going into this season that just try and, try and get a squad together that goes home and away. But so we're, we're exceeding ex- expectations, but before my, well, for me personally, and as well as a team, if we can finish mid-table above, then we put ourselves in a very, very good spot to go next year um, and crack on from there. Um, next season, I'd like to finish above that. Ideally, get it towards fifth or above and start pushing for promotion places um, next season. I think it might be a bit too much of a stretch this year, but all we can do is just to win the rest of the games this season the best we can and see where we end up. But mid-table or above would be fantastic for us this season. OK, well, great stuff, Simon. We, sh- we uh, wish you the best of luck and uh, keep us posted as to how things go at Mount Wise, uh, both for the team and yourself on the coaching side as well, will you? Oh, it's perfect. No, I really appreciate your time anyway and have a good new year and thanks for, very much for speaking to me and um, I'll keep in touch with you. OK. Appreciate it. Thank Great you. Great stuff. Happy New Year. You too. Take care. Bye. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. We haven't heard from Newquay Reserves before on the podcast, but uh, Rappo sounds as if Simon is keen to push on, uh, but obviously like, like all the teams and clubs, needs the support to do so, doesn't he? Yeah, that's the thing these days, Dave, isn't it? I mean, I, I, Simon's, you know, it's not a name uh, I was familiar with, actually, Dave, but, he, he, you know, I enjoyed his interview. He talked a lot of sense, mate, and, you know, best of luck to him with his coaching badges and things. He sounds, you know, ambitious guy, doesn't it? So, and Nuki, Dave, you know, I can only say for me, you know, obviously played there for years, Dave, and it's a great club, mate, for any young player to start their career. I mean, I went there at 16, you know, to play for Ian Cora in the reserves, you know, I had 18 months in the reserves in the Combo League and I absolutely loved it playing for Ian, making it before I sort of went on to play in the first for Trev and that. And yeah, Nuki's a great club to, you know, Oka, you know, any youngster wants to sort of start their career and Simon sounds like, you know, obviously with his coaching and sounds like a good guy and, and Trev played to him, they could come down from Plymouth as well, you know, for their own games and that. That's, that's that's commitment for you. It shows you, you know, what sort of guy he is, mate, doesn't it? Mm. And also uh, getting the return on the pitch, isn't he? Isn't he with yeah. the, some of the results coming through now? Yeah, that's right. I noticed, you know, like the Foxhole result the other week, they you know, sort of, you know, pricked my ears up of that because, you know, I thought of Nuki as having a pretty bad start to the season, which Simon did mention, didn't he? And, but yeah, I noticed a couple of the results lately have been uh, sort of bang on, haven't they? So they're obviously, uh, like you say, improving on the pitch as well. So hopefully Simon will get a little bit of help off it and someone's listening and hopefully, you know, can contribute to a great club mate and an ambitious guy. Yeah. We wish Simon all the best for that. And yeah. uh, uh, just to remind everyone, it's, uh, his email address is uh, 
cyork82 that's s-i-y-o-r-k 82 at gmail.com and also as he said you can get hold of him via facebook and obviously contact new key football club direct as well so uh, so we wish simon the best of luck there um, another team yeah, that we'll be one. keeping an eye on the results now now, just tell me, Rappo, now you were mentioning there you, you played for Newquay as, as a young lad. Um, yeah. But you, for a short while, held the record for the most goals in a combination, Cornwall Combination League season, didn't you, whilst you were at Newquay? Yeah, that's right, Dave. Yeah, I think I did it when I was about 17, Dave. It was like 53, I think, because they only counted, I think it was, was it league goals back then, mate? Not the cup or whatever, but uh, yeah, what, I know it's fair. Are you suggesting you scored another... 30 odd in, <laughs> in the cup, right? So you should, have, yeah. you should still be the I know where you're yeah. coming from on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it was a short time, I think. They got beaten by um, Colin Payne, mate, of St. Just. Uh, I think Colin? I think it only lasted. Colin Payne? Is it Colin no, Payne? Not, no, it's not, not Colin, but no, it's no, Payne no, is no, right, no. but... Yeah, Neil. It was Neil, Neil Payne. That's Neil Payne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were calling at Penzance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's yeah. It was Neil. Neil. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Colin and Darren were brothers from Penzance. They've good players as well. Colin and Daz make them play with them at Penzance. But yeah, Neil Payne from St Justice. They. Does Neil still hold the record or not? Um. Yeah, I think he does, mate. Um. I think a few got close over the years, mate. I think Dom. Dom got close, didn't he? Dom Pullen. Dom Pullen. Got. I mean, I had 59 for Paramore one season, got close. Dom, I think Dom had 60, didn't he, mate, one season for Paramore? Um, Something to look up, perhaps. League and Cup, yeah, but I'm pretty sure um, no, nobody's beat it, mate, I don't think, mate. Okay. 61, 61, I think. Right. We'll have a look. Yeah. Hang on, Dave. Now I think about it, did did Garen James, did Garen's James beat it, mate, for Ludgeton? Good point. Could well have done. Did he beat yeah, did he? Yeah, because Garen's had about three or four seasons in a row, mate, when he was yeah. top scorer, didn't he? And I've got a feeling, mate, he had one like really outstanding. I've got a feeling it might have been like 68 goals or something, League and Cup. Okay, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. We'll have to. I'll go for Garen's, mate. I might be wrong, though, Dave. You're going for Garen's? Yeah. Well, I'm going for Garen's yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all going for yeah. Garen's, so we are. <laughs> and still scoring well, in the um, yes, so, mate, yeah. yeah, for for a very good Mosel team as well, mate. Yeah, Mosel, top side, top later. Let's not um, yes. talk about them yes. too much now. We'll talk about them later. So in the meantime, though, I know you've been away, but um, has there been yes. much happening on the uh, St. Piran League scene or not? Not an awful lot, Dave. You know, obviously, you've still been keeping the eye on it from 530 miles away, mate. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, since we last spoke, um, there's only been six since games in the Since we last spoke. <laughs> Did I say since we last spoke, mate? Oh, I thought you said since you left Stoke. I thought you were driving up <laughs> through there. <sorry. laughs> That's exactly how clear that is, Dave. Stoke. I, I thought it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I interrupted. Do you carry on? No, no. That's all right, mate. Uh, yeah, 265 miles, exactly <laughs> halfway. But, um, yeah. But, no, yeah, since we last spoke, mate, I, th- I think there's only been six, well, I know, mate, there's only been six games in the East, um, and St. Austell stay nine points clear after a hard-earned 1-0 win 
uh, fifth place lonesome day for courtesy of a Holly Han goal. Um, third place St Morgan. Um, they, well, they, they maintained third spot with a feisty 2-0 win over Sticker, mate. I think there's a few red cards in that one, aren't there? Mm, sounds but, like uh, it. Yeah, from what I've read, but, you know, don't, don't know the full facts, so I won't mention anyone, but Aaron Hawkin and sub Louis Price, ex-Nuki player Louis, mate, uh, with the goals for St. Morgan. Millbrook came on top, uh, came out on top of their local derby at Tour Point at the Mill, uh, with a convincing 5-2 victory. Sub Alfie Cole came off the bench to score twice. And the fellow sub, Maxine Washburn, also netted in that one, with Zach Pearce and Josh Hamilton getting the others. So, good local derby win for Norbrook over to a point. They would have enjoyed that, though, wouldn't they? Mm. Big rivalry there, too mostly. Um, Weybridge stay bottom, mate, as we've already mentioned. They're going to come good, a... though. They are going to come good. <laughs> they will, mate. Yeah, I don't know how good, but um, I think they'll get some points. Um, but they stayed bottom for the minute, Dave, after a 6-1 home thrashing against second place, Paul Paro. No disgrace there, really, mate. You know, we know Paul Paro is a good side. And, and they had six different scorers on the day, Dave, Paul Paro, which you don't see that often, do you? Mm-hmm. You get six goals, so that's, that's good. Nice to share it around. So Ashborough, Dave, they continued their fine form and went into the top six with a convincing 5-1 win over Liscord. Uh, Hayden Purslove with a brace in that one. Um, Lan Reth and Callington completed the fixtures in the east with a 2-2 draw at uh, Desmond, mate, at, at Raleigh Park, which leaves both teams in the bottom four still. So, so uh, yes, all things going well for, for Mark, mate. So Spark hits and all still. Um, in the west, we've had a couple more games, mate, since the since the last podcast uh, I think we've had eight in the West the, the Saturday before Christmas saw Penryn come away from fifth place Hale with a tough 3-2 victory um, there was also a red card in that one mate uh, strikers Jack Rapsy uh, he scored twice and Ryan Reeve uh, scored the other one as Penryn came back from 2-0 down so uh, kept them top of the league Perrinwells stayed rooted to the bottom of the table, losing 4-0 at Mullion. Ben Casley got two. Captain Chris Blee and sub Rob Carey uh, got one each. Um, Houston won their local derby, well, or local derby-ish, with Wendron 2-0 at Callaway Park. Steve Jenkins and Fred Williams with the goals. And then on to Boxing Day, saw three games with the, with the big one at Bickland Park between the league's top two teams. Uh, leaders Penryn and hosts second place Falmouth. Um, well, a bit controversial here, Dave. I don't want to talk too much about it. With the score at 1-1 on the hour, uh, on the hour mark, mate, um, with a pretty nip and tuck game from what I can gather, um, Falmouth had two players sent off, mate, you know, in one incident. Um and with that, the visitors went on to win 5-2 and open up a six-point gap between the sides. So it was a pretty, um, well, it was a good day for Penryn in a lot of ways. I mean, Penryn had five different scores on the day in that one as well, Dave. 
And so, uh, uh, I see Jack got injured in that one, didn't he? So yeah, but yeah, that's what I thought I'd talk about Rita because it was a tackle on him that saw the red card, and then uh, I think one of the other folks on the players had a go at the ref, and he got a straight red as well. But but yeah, it's a pretty well. I've had a text day from four or five people, and like three of them, three or four of them said it was a pretty horrendous tackle on him, and. He's going to be out for a couple of months, though, by the look of it. So with his ligament, I mean, he's out all last season with his ankle ligaments on his left ankle, and now this one's his right ankle. So I do feel, uh, you know, a bit annoyed, mate. Really, a bit annoyed, but a bit gutted for more, more gutted for him, really, mate. You know, obviously playing for Penrith, you know, he loves it, top of the league, you know, sort of top scorer at the minute, and that, and doing well, mate. And uh, you know, happens to him. He's got to miss another sort of six, eight weeks of football, so I'm pretty gutted for him. And, you well, know, let's, hope, let's yeah. hope he's back sooner, sooner than you think, so... Uh... Yeah, thanks, Dave. I hope so, mate. Yeah, hope so. But, um, yeah, uh, Mully and Dave, well, they, they picked up another decent 1-0, uh, still on Boxing Day, and mate, Mully and picked up another decent 1-0 home win over Halston in their local derby. Uh, ben Casley scoring the all-important goal in that one and Lugan also had a 1-0 not many goals around day for in the other games Boxing Day Lugan had a 1-0 win over Wendron at Oxen Pot to complete the Boxing Day games and there were two more games last Saturday uh, St Ives leapfrog Falmouth to go into second beating Hale 3-1 at their fortress the Salting Space um, gets, gets a lot of stick doesn't it that great mate yeah. but uh and I certainly like playing on it, mate, don't they? You know, but um, but yeah, they're using it to their advantage. So so yeah, great three one three one win over Ale local derby. Um, Max Davies scored twice. I think he scored twice the game you went to watch mm. before as well, didn't he? So return of the Max, mate. <laughs> but uh, don't think he's played much before before no. that this season, maybe for some reason. So but yeah, he had two Dave and Max Matt well, Max Clymo, sorry if I pronounced it wrong, mate, Clint Clymo. Uh he got he got the other girl mate couple of Maxes uh and St Agnes mate. Um they saw the old mate Danny O mate. Yeah Danny O'Hagan. Kimo yeah managed to because Danny plays obviously plays vets for St Agnes mate, so I think Kimo sort of persuaded him to come over on a Saturday mate and and they beat Mosel 2-1, mate, in uh well, in a... Sorry, mate, well, I can't leave me own writing, you know? It's a match at Ennis Park, mate. I thought um, you were Jordan... speechless because it was such a good game. <laughs> I don't think it was great by the sounds of it, mate. Um, but I think it was an order and uh, win, mate. I can imagine it would have been a bit cold and wet mate on the edge of the cliff there mate it wasn't Ennis wet Park. it wasn't wet but it was a little bit breezy but uh, uh, particularly yeah. on one side rather than the other so I, I stood where the breeze wasn't quite so bad but um, oh, did you watch that one I mate? was there I was there and uh, oh, I, did, oh, I didn't know you watched that one mate yeah, yeah. I, sorry mate I was no that's right I, I was a bit surprised funny. to see uh, Danny out there on the pitch but um, well sort of surprised because yeah. I knew there was a, a link up with the vets so uh, not totally surprised yeah. but I was watching East Kilbride at the same time as you was watching St Agnes Day East yeah. Kilbride and Dal Beatty Star mate in the Lowland League right yeah I reckon this is about the same standard as Troy City mate I'd say alright oh, the Lowland League yeah yeah I think it's probably 
well, like last year, you know, National League South standard, I'd reckon, though. Yeah. The Lowland and Island Leagues in Scotland, yeah. But uh, decent, mate, decent match. But, but, uh, but yeah, mate, going back to Aggie, mate, Charlie Camp and, and Danny O both on target, mate. Uh, Cancelling out Michael Fitchett's lone goal for the Seagulls, mate. Um, unfortunately, Dave, some more bad news. I know Redruth United uh, couldn't raise a side, could they, to mm. travel to Perrin-Porth, which, which I think is a first for United, I think, Dave, isn't it, in their defence. I don't think, you know, they've they've done that before. So, but again, you know, a sign of the times, I think, I think, Deeks, isn't it, really? You know, teams, mm. it's a shame, isn't it? But, but uh, yeah, so I've gone for a couple of teams, Dave, a teams of the Christmas period, mate. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go for the leaders, mate, really, in each division, I think, Dave. I mean, St. Austin with that all-important 1-0 win at Penny, Penny Gillen against fifth-place Launceston uh, to stretch their lead, lead to nine points at the top in the East, Dave. So Mark would have had a spark, he would have had an happy new year, mate, wouldn't he? And, with some Ulster going really well. And in the West, Penryn uh, beat two top five teams, mate, both away over the Christmas period to go four points clear at the top from St Ives at the minute um, with great wins at Ale 3-2 and Falmouth 5-2. So so I think they're, they're my two teams of the Christmas, mate, St Ulster and Penryn. Right. right, OK. And uh, anywhere that we should be looking out for special... SPL games this coming Saturday? Yeah, there's, there's a couple, I think, Dave, in each division. I, I, I think in the East, mate, I think leaders St. Austell against Inform Salt Ashborough could be interesting, mate. Mm. They've really picked up, mate. So I know it's Joe Atkins, mate, playing for Salt Ashborough. Would that be the Joe? Yeah, I would have use, thought mate? so, yeah, because I, I, yeah. I think he lives in Salt Ash, so. Um, or yeah, his, his that's right, yeah, more. Yeah, so. That's got it, yeah. 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 So uh, good to see him, sort of playing, mate, isn't it? And on the score sheet, good lad in uh, Oops County Youth side, mate, wasn't he? That season, that run to the final. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I go for St Austell against uh, Inform Salt Ashborough, mate, with Joe up front, and and Salt Ash United he looks, and I think Dave could be could be a, a decent one yeah. as well. Uh, top six sort of clash, and and in the West, um, a Logan v Falmouth, Dave looks decent. I think, you know, I keep saying that I can die. <laughs> Another team that I rate quite highly who probably hadn't had as good a season as, you know, predicted. But, but I think a Lug and Reformers will be good. And, and you, also, Dave, you've got top v bottom at Kernit Road, you know, Penryn v Perrinwell in a bit of a local derby. But, mm. it, like I said, mate, but, you know, I, I think that's a false. Uh, well, obviously, Penryn doing well at the top, but I, I still think that's a false position for Paramount at the bottom. So, <laughs> excuse me, it could be a could be a decent match that one. They'll raise their game against the league leaders. That's right, mate. Yeah, I think you know, I don't think Fish is a is a great lover of Penryn, mate. You know, from <laughs> <laughs> from days rivals in the past. Them. That's right. Exactly, mate. Big rivals in the past. I think he'd be he'll get his. Uh, Troops well up for that one, mate. So that's basically it in the SPL days. Okay, well, thanks for that. Um, yep, yeah, that's okay. Now, Senior Cup, here we go. Senior Cup now, we're, yeah, we're yeah. concentrating on. And uh, well, uh, okay, now, you suggested you might have a couple of tidbits before we start talking to people about Senior Cup. Um, yeah. Any tidbits on Senior Cup? 
Yeah, David. Well, you probably know virtually all this, David, but, but the competition, mate, is a 127 years old this season, mate, Senior Cup. Mm. Um, it's obviously halted, you know, for, for both world wars, mate, you know, World War One, World War Two. Um, but apart from that, mate, it's been played for, it's been sort of competed for every year. Apart from those two uh, breaks, obviously, but um, and the first senior cup was won by Penzance in 1893. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, no, no footage of that one first. But uh, Truro City, mate, had the most wins in the competition with 16. Uh, other teams in double figures are St Ulster with 14, Farm Town with 12, St Blazy 11 to a point 11 with Penzance and Salt Ash United on 10 each um, and the biggest victory in the final day do you know this one mate biggest victory in the final um, might it have been bobbing against uh, Godolphin a couple of years ago yeah see I knew, I knew you knew it I, I knew you know mate <laughs> spot, spot on mate spot on yeah it was um, yeah four years ago mate uh, as you just said, mate, Bobman Town beat Godolphin 7 0 at uh, Triu Road, mate, Troy. The only um, reason uh, I know the, that is because at the time, yeah. I was, obviously, I was at the game, and, and as Bobman yeah. kept scoring, I thought, oh, I wonder who's, you know, what's, what's the biggest win ever. And so I did look it up, to be fair, to see uh, yeah. if, if they were going to do it or not. So that's why I knew that. So. Yeah, I think, uh, did, did Rocky Neal have that trick that day, Dave? And he got his move to Toro, didn't he, from that? on the back of that oh, game, didn't he? I don't know. It's, it, yeah, it was played at Truro, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember listening to it on the radio and Rocky, I think he had three or four, didn't he? But yeah, they took the record, actually, Dave from Bournemouth, uh, who beat some Blazy 7-1 in the 1962 final. Mm. So, well, and Bognan, mate, they've dominated the last decade, uh, winning six out of the ten finals, Dave, in the last decade. Right. So, but times are a changing, I think, mate. I think so. Asher doing particularly well, aren't they, in the senior cup the uh, last few years? So, or so, reaching so, finals, mate, didn't they? So, you were all primed up, really, weren't you, for me giving you a surprise Cornwall Senior Cup quiz, weren't you? I can tell. Oh, you no, ready mate. for it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not, are you, mate? You know. <laughs> Who won it in 1952? 1952, mate. Uh, Form of time. Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> Any other t- bit information for us or not? Um, no, I think that's probably about You've it. You've exhausted mate. yourself after all that, have you? Yeah, all that stats and yeah. Right. It's quite interesting looking back through, though. Actually, I, you know, looking back, I remember a lot of the thought. Well, I lost in a lot of them, but I remember. Yeah, looking no, no, back no, through, no, mate, no, no, no. Rephrase that. Can you or reword that? You didn't lose in most of them. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. <laughs> all the ones I played in, I <laughs> Yeah, all five of them. But, yeah, looking back through that day, I remember some of the game, you know, like looking, looking at the... I think, oh, yeah, I remember that. You know, that was played at Nuki or that was played at whatever, mate. But, yeah, yeah. Brought back some nice memories going through those... It's me. Uh, so here's a Cornwall Senior Cup question for you. Another one. How many ties are there this weekend? There's eight, mate. It's the last sixteen, isn't it? Correct. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> and how That's many great. of them are all Southwest Peninsula League clashes? Oh, I said that, mate. So, can 
Camel Fruit Salt Ash, Dog Pools Farm Earth. Uh, oh, obviously the big one, mate. Mays also North Star Dave. And one more. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. West for East. I think they're Wendron Torpoint. Correct. Is that four? Four. There's four all SWPL clashes, and uh, one of those you mentioned, Sword Ash travelling to Camelford, and uh, here's the Ashes boss, Matt Cusack, who hopefully will be watching his squad at last getting a game. Well, before we talk about your games coming up, Matt, uh, I think we need to touch on the fact that Sword Ash haven't played a competitive game now since the 30th of November. That's right, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh been hugely frustrating um i was thinking to myself to uh I was thinking to myself the other day dave that although we had that real bad winter a few years ago uh collectively on the football circuit you know, i think it was a nightmare for everybody but i think for us personally i, I reckon like this season's actually been worse for us mm-hmm. uh, just just this the sheer lack of games um we played what three or four i think in november but that was which might seem quite a lot but when we had like about three or four midweek games penciled in for november as well i think we were scheduled to play about eight fixtures but played three or four and then our previous league game before that was on the 23rd of october so yeah it's been really really frustrating uh, not to play at all in december um actually strangely it feels like as if we're about to enter pre-season again because <laughs> um, i mean what have you been doing then to keep your your guys sort of uh, fit and raring to go well we've been training and uh you know that's all you can do but there's no substitute for games in terms of you know sharpness match sharpness and stuff like that so um yeah we, we haven't just had the, the time off the boys have been training they're hungry they're raring to go but we just haven't been able to get the games on but what we do know is going to happen is that the games are now going to start to come thick and fast. They have to because we're in still in three cup competitions and obviously we've got a huge amount of league games to play as well in, in such a short space of time. So I only think, uh, I looked at the, the fixture schedule and we were due originally, I think, to start a midweek campaign from about middle of February onwards, but I'm guessing that will be brought back now. So we've not really got a long time left on the training ground. I think we're just going to be playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesdays right through, which... Um, in some respects, I'm sure the players will love the games, but um, equally, as a manager, sometimes you want to get them on the training ground and things aren't going so well. So, yeah, it's um, it's been a frustrating period and, and I know we're not the only team, um, but yeah, it, it is what it is. And then hopefully um, the forecast will be better this week and we'll actually get a game in this Saturday. Yeah. So, um, so that's what we're hoping. If you look at the league table, you, you've only played 16. You're beginning to slip behind in league games. At what stage does that become a concern that you are actually now a couple of games behind the likes of Helston, three behind Mosul? Uh, they've got the points you haven't. Yeah, you know, I think if you are, I remember look, you know, look, the the Bobman teams of the past that have always gone on to to win championships, have always competed in cup competitions as well. So they've always had to play catch up, and I think momentum is a big thing. And if you are winning games, then it doesn't matter how you get it done. You look at Liverpool yesterday, and um, wasn't necessarily their best performance, but they got the job done. And I think that you know, with momentum, that can sometimes get you through games. And yeah, you know, it, I have looked at it, and you think, oh, the likes of Helston are are now ahead of us on games. But, you know, equally, there are other sides in this league that are potential title candidates. And, and so we mustn't forget them. You know, Senostal um, are at top of the league. Yes, they played more than everyone else, but they've got the points on the board. Um, obviously, Maozol, um have made uh, one or two recent signings, OK, to give them a boost as well. Um, but equally, 
Yeah, yeah, we're a little bit behind. We'd rather have the points on the board, but at the same time, our record is very good. And when you look at who we've played against, you know, we've played San Austell twice, we've played Bodmin once. So there's nine points there. Um, and, you know, no disrespect to Helsing, they're on a very, very good run. And I'm sure Mass will be aware of it. But, uh, you know, regarding their, that they beat uh, Mausol, um, which was a great victory for them. And obviously they went to Falmouth early in the year, which is a big victory for them as well, given that Falmouth have beaten them in two cup competitions since. But he will be acutely aware that they've not played San Austell yet. Um, they've not played Bobman yet in the league. They've still got to go to Mausol. Uh, we've still got to play one another as well. So, so there's, there's a huge task for all teams, actually, that... Uh, a potential title candidate. So yeah, on the one hand, yeah, you could say that you know it's a, a bit of a concern that we're not playing, but we fully expect to be playing after this Saturday in the Cornwall Senior Cup. Beyond that, I think the league campaign will, will then pick up, the weather will pick up, and we'll be back to normal again. But I think to answer your question, if it becomes a concern, maybe if we have another month like the previous month, then it would become a real concern. But you know what it has done is it's enabled us to get our squad back. It's enabled us um, the, those people like Tom Moxham who have had. Um, injuries to, to get back and that they're fighting fit now and, and just need minutes so um, yes it's been frustrating that we're not playing but on the flip side we've managed to get our squad back a squad that we're going to need um, in order to, to get to where we want to be we're going to need everybody not just 11 players so um, so yeah um, I, I think another month like the last month and yeah we, we might be um, a bit more worried than I am right now but I, I do think we do need to start playing um, as soon as possible yeah, and hopefully that first game of, of playing again will be on Saturday. Senior Cup action, Camelford away. Now, the Senior Cup's played a big part in, uh, in Salt Ash's footballing calendar over the last, what, three seasons or so, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, we've got to the final three times. So, um, so yeah, it's a special competition, Dave. And um, I always try and impress that upon the players as well, particularly the younger ones coming through. For me, it's like Cornwall's FA Cup. I've always said that. And it's a real special competition. And, um, you know, it, it's held with high regard in our football club. And we'll be taking it very seriously on Saturday. Um, and what's going to be a really difficult tie at Camelford, you know, they're good on their home pitch. Uh, and um, I'm sure Reg will have them set up, ready to go. So, you know, we're just looking, getting, looking forward to getting back out and playing. It doesn't really matter who it's against, to be honest. The boys uh, feel like they're starved of their football at the minute. And, uh, you know, they are itching to go. I've seen a, a few of them personally. And, um, you know, the, the, they feel like they haven't played for a while. They're, they're hungry. They're, they're ready to go. But we just can't seem to get any of the games in. So it's, it's... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I assume that you'll be getting as many players out on the pitch uh, to get some game time in on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that won't that won't include uh, myself, Lee Phillips, or Matt Godfrey. Um, oh, good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, uh, hopefully we'll get all those boys. Like we said, that the ones that have been coming back from injury, they'll all be available. And you know, in, in some respects, you could say it'd be a bit of a selection headache because we've not really got a lot to go off of because we haven't played for such a long time <laughs> that we haven't, really haven't got a lot to go off of. So um, it is what it is. Um, but as I say, there will be games for everybody because we've got so many games that we're going to be playing and you know, we expect to be fighting on all fronts. We've still got aspirations of doing well in the cup competitions as well as vying for the league this year. So um, so we're going to need everybody. It's not going to be 11 players and, and the players will have to understand that. And then, of course, after Saturday, Camelford away in the Senior Cup. You've got... Uh... The League Cup on Wednesday, haven't you? And and that's going to be a well, that's going to be a tasty one, isn't it? Helston at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but they, you know, those are the games that we want to be playing in. Um, you know, we're at home, and uh, you know, the Kimberley's been a bit of a fortress for us this year. And um, 
you know, it's going to be a great encounter. Mass has assembled a very good team down there and uh, they're flying, obviously. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that one and hopefully the weather doesn't spoil it. I mean, how, if we were, you know, talking today, what is, what is it, Monday, early in the week, uh, you know, the pitch presumably at this moment in time is recovering because, well, we haven't had rain for two days, have we? And the second team haven't been, yeah, the second <laughs> team haven't been either. So, um, our ground staff will be working hard like they always do um, to make sure that the pitch is ready. Uh, the only good thing to come of this, other than a waterlogged pitch, is that if you know, teams haven't been playing on there, then um, at least um, it should be in relatively good condition. So uh, so, so hopefully it'll be in great condition. We'll get it looking great for that, that evening. Um, and hopefully we can get the game, game played because we just want to get them played now. So we've got so many to play, as you say, like most sides, and we just want to get, you know, get, back, get our season back on track second half of the season which is going to be you know a busy period for us because um, we've got all these games to play you're listening to the cornish soccer rapo and deke's friday fix well rapo matty kusak there he'll just be happy to get a game on won't he oh yeah mate unbelievable mate isn't it i feel sorry for matty and being really listening to i mean it's almost like salt ash have had a five-week winter break mate (laughs) that's right (laughs) Yeah, like Matt said, really, mate, it'll almost be like pre-season again, Dave, wouldn't it, for the, for the lads, really? But, but you know, they're a great cup, so, mate, it's going to be a tough one, mate. Like, like Matt said, you know, Regioath, Camelford, sort of all fired up. Mate, Mike still have his uni boys home as well, mate, maybe for that. Uh, yeah. He's got uni again next week. Yeah, so he might have a strong side, mate. And But, you know, Ashley's great cup side, Dave, and you, you wouldn't bet against him making it four senior cup finals in a row, mate, would you, really? But... No, certainly uh, if they get a luck of the, the draw and all that sort of thing. And, yeah, as you said, three finals in the past three seasons, one victory, two defeats. So uh, they'll be up for it again. And um, But, yeah, yeah, spot on, I think. Camelford, it's not going to be, by any tr- degree, a, a, an easy ride for Sordash, is it? It won't be, Dave. No, I mean, you know, the weather is a bit unpredictable, mate, in the next couple of days. So I should imagine the pitch will be heavy, mate. You know, so Ash mm. won't be able to play that pretty football, mate. And, you know, Camelford, you know, it's a t- I mean, it's, <laughs> it's been a frustrating time for Matt, mate, isn't it? for the Ashes, we're aware of that. But, but I, I must admit, mate, as a, as a player, I preferred playing Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, mate, didn't you? Rather than I'd rather play games than, than train, really, mate. Yeah. You know, I think you get yourself into a good rhythm. I don't think that'll end the salt ash at all, mate. Do you? No, I don't think so. And, and like you said, they've they've got a fairly big squad there now because they had to bring in a, a couple of players yeah. when they had a, a you know a few injuries. So uh, he's uh, he's going to go to the other extreme soon. That they're going to have selection problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, David. I think if you're playing Wednesday, Saturday, mate, you can sort of rotate the team a little bit and keep people happy as well, Dave. Yeah, you? that's true. That's a good point. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right then, time to hear from the Southwest Peninsula League Secretary Phil Hiscox, who, leading into Christmas, had some family time. Well, welcome back, Phil. Uh, how was your week away at Butlins with the grandchildren? Well, I survived. I you survived, survived. <laughs> right? That's all you can say, right? You survived. Yeah. Well, the, the grandchildren enjoyed themselves, but uh, yes, I was glad to get back to all the usual postponements that, that yeah. after when I got back. Well, you survived that, and we pretty much survived the Boxing Day schedule, didn't we? Not too many games called not, off. Not too bad. No, I mean the Saturday before Christmas, because we haven't spoken obviously for a fortnight. I, I did 
just before Christmas, go and watch one of only two games played, when I tore point against Honiton in absolutely horrendous conditions. Um, Should they have played? Should they have played? In in hindsight, no. Um, I'd have to say Torpoint were more keen to play than Honiton were. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways, you know, there were possible comments about abandoning it in the second half. And I, I did hear one of the match officials make the point, well, it's no worse now than it was when we started. Mm. Uh, and he was probably right. It, it probably wasn't playable at the start, but it, but having started, I, I'm, I, I think they should have at least finished. And, and it sort of backfired, really, on a point, didn't it? Yes, it did. As, as far as the points go, they would have been, uh, yeah. uh, no doubt, hoping to have won that one. But... Uh, but yeah. as far as Boxing Day goes, um, I guess the only impact the weather might have had was on the attendances, wasn't it? They, you yeah, know, they well, were good, but not those, as good as expected. Yeah, not, not as good as they could have been, um, because it, it was a lot of rain, particularly in Cornwall, wasn't there, and, which is where most of the games were played. Um, the East Division had more postponements than the West, although the East caught up by having a couple of games on the Saturday, mm. so it ended up being roughly the same. Uh, I went to Brixham, Stoke Gabriel, it, wasn't, it, it was a decent attendance, but it wasn't a huge attendance attendance um but interesting if i went to Columpton on saturday against axminster and they had more than double their best crowd of the season they're 205 at speeds meadow possibly i suppose being one of the few games on the saturday yeah and um what what the other game that was played that had a good attendance as well yeah 242 at ilfracoon yeah so yeah, I've still got some of them because obviously with Christmas Post and bank holidays and things, uh, I haven't got all the result sheets in for, for Boxing Day just yet. Um, but you know, most people that did play got, got at least a couple of hundred watching. Um, Good. So, yeah. Okay. And, uh, well, I, I know you've seen this uh, on some dreaded forum somewhere, but uh, <laughs> your, your thoughts on, on the suggestion that uh, not only should there have been games on Boxing Day, but also perhaps a full fixture two days later on the following Saturday. Why weren't there? I mean, come on. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I would say, first of all, most, uh, I think one of the answers on there was, was that very much that the clubs were given the choice as to, to play on, on the... Thursday, the Boxing Day, or the Saturday, and and that sort of took care of itself. Whether I should have made them tw- play twice in three days, <sighs> nobody was asking for it before. And nobody um, would have appreciated it if I'd done it. Um, but of course, with the postponement, some clubs would have um, would have liked it. Um, in in reality. It would have been far too short a notice, wouldn't it? Because to, to wait and see whether you were postponed on Boxing Day and whether you could play on Saturday, other people, particularly over the Christmas period, they've got plans. Um, I know certainly like the St. Piran's League and the Devon League, they had very few fixtures on Boxing Day, but they were using a lot of these pitches on the Saturday anyway. Mm. Um, so You can't win, really, can you? You can't, you can't win, no, no. no. I mean, New Year's Day is another one. In the past, I, I've used New Year's Day, but I know how unpopular it is uh, particularly amongst the sort of players and management fraternity. Mm. Although, actually, I still think if you play games on New Year's Day, people will turn up to watch them. But uh, it's the people playing in them that don't particularly want to play. Yeah, yeah. OK. Now, um, obviously, some teams did play. And yes. did I read somewhere that the fixtures are pretty much 50% completed as a whole now? As, uh, you know, yeah, as it was quite odd, actually, that... that um, the, the Boxing Day programme in the West took it to exactly 190 league games in the West Division, which is obviously 50% of 380. 
Uh, and then on Saturday with the two East games that were played on Saturday, that also went to 190. So they, they, they turned the year in exactly level. And, is, um, that and both, pre- is that pretty much on, you know, target? It's a little bit behind. Um, I do do a sort of advanced thing. I, mean, I would say every, on average we're two games behind. Uh, where I'd, I'd have hoped to have been, because the first half of the season, if you take Christmas, is slightly longer than the second half of the season. Mm. Um, but if you compare it to other leagues, and I, I have done a bit of homework with, for example, the Western League, uh, Premier and First Division, um, their, their Western League First Division, which is also step six, they're probably about three weeks away from reaching halfway. Right. Uh, and that's you know, assuming that the weather holds for the next three weeks. Yeah, that, that's the problem now, isn't it? We're still in that sort of period of the season where it, we could still have a lot of rain and who oh, knows what. I, I, my only hope really is that having had a, a wet period before Christmas, we are perhaps due a dry period, but yeah. there's, no, there's no guarantee of that. <laughs> no, that's right. Now, this Saturday coming, obviously uh, for a lot of teams in Cornwall, it's the fourth round of the Senior Cup, but... Uh, mm-hmm. There are four Premier West matches as uh, as well. Um, yep. One of them particularly tasty, I think, the Bodmin Helston match. Yes, although uh, I think you were there as well. We saw that not that long ago they played each other in the Walter Sea Parsons Cup, didn't they? And uh, Helston were fairly comfortable that night, but uh, certainly a tricky test for for Helston. We never um, know what sort of team Bodmin's going to put out, though, do we? They must have signed. I don't know whether you do keep a record, but they, they seem to get through a lot of players. They they have a lot of players, a lot of players that uh, are on other clubs' books. I and mean, I did notice um, Barnstable Town on Boxing Day um, played Biddeford, and I saw their team sheet, and uh, there were at least three players I, I recognised as having played for Bodmin oh, really? the last time I saw them. Right. Um, so who those players really belong to is anybody's guess, I suppose, because they're dual registered. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's. Uh, a lot of players there. Uh, obviously, I, I wish all the, the clubs in the Senior Cup uh, well, and uh, I would like to think that sort of the last eight will all be Peninsula League. I know, obviously, that they can't all go through because there, mm. there are at least four all-league affairs, uh, including, of course, Wendron Torpoint, which is a, a nice west versus east, uh, which is good to see. Yes, uh, um, made me laugh a moment ago when I saw Torpoint or someone suggested that it was a long way, so they better set out now, sort of thing. It's, yes. Can't be any further <laughs> than where they go in the East, can it? Uh, it? It's about the same, I would guess, isn't it? I mean, if you're at Torpoint, it's a long trip to Honiton and Axminster, and it's a long trip to Wendron and Penzance, isn't it? It's, yeah. But on the other hand, if you're at Torpoint, there's also an awful lot of games that are very close and easy to get to. <laughs> That's so true. it's yeah, it's swings and roundabouts and all these. I always think with travelling, it's those that are actually at the outposts, the Mausels, the Axminsters, the Ilfracoons, they're the ones that have to do the travel every other week, don't they? Yeah, that's right. It's a lot easier to be in the middle. Now, whilst you, t- you mentioned Axminster there, I noticed um, they've just put out in a, uh, an announcement that their manager is... Oh, was it co-manager or manager? Co-manager, yeah, but I think he was more there. He's been there for the last couple of seasons, whereas the other chap had come in to help him. Right. Um, yeah, it's a shame. He's a, a, a good player as well, uh, John Hereford, who, who stepped down. Um, uh, I know when, when they went to Helston in the League Cup earlier this season, I know uh, uh, Mr Massey was, was very impressed. Mm. Uh, might have even put seven days in. No, surely not. Oh, well, I believe he did. I believe he did. All yeah, right. And they and he turned them down. Uh, well, 
Well, he, he, he has a large dairy farm, apparently. Ah, right. I, I noticed that he, he mentions work commitments uh, yeah. or a yeah. busy time of the year for him. So yeah. uh, I, I wonder whether the 9-0 defeat might have had something to do with I, it. I, I think it was, a, <laughs> it, it was a bit of an odd game. It wasn't really a 9-0 game. It, it didn't help that um, the player sent off the two bookings in the first half and that they managed to concede two goals in the space of a minute at the start of the second half. And then, and I suppose in some ways this is proof that the, that the sin bin works. They, they had a player sin binned with 10 minutes to go. At that point, it was 6-0. Um, and playing nine versus 11, they let in three goals in the last 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but you could argue, of course, if he had made made dissenting comments, he wouldn't have spent the last ten minutes in the sim bin. No, that's right. Well, back to the uh, to, to the Western League Cup action as well coming up on Wednesday, um, and again, Helston getting a mention. Uh, they're playing at Saltash, and I I see that the draw is going to be made, or you're intending them to make the well, draw for I, I the quarterfinals because obviously. Um, Weather permitting, but I'm hoping that uh, it will be on at Saltash. Saltash Helston is obviously the tie of the round. Um, it's also would mean we'd have played six of the eight third round ties, so we can safely get on and um, and do the quarter final draw. Um, and certainly, that's my my next trip to the Duchy is is on Wednesday of next week for Saltash Helston, and I'm looking forward to that as a the first of three meetings, which could prove quite key, couldn't they? Yes, um, I mean Matt Cusack, the Sodash manager, is also on the podcast, and the, the season is going to be interesting from sort of February March onwards. I think there's some pretty tasty games coming up, aren't there? Yes, yes. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm right in saying that Sodash and Helston haven't played each other in the league yet, have they? No, no, no that's they right. Um, so I, mean, I know this is the cup game, but um, yeah, in, in some ways, Helston not being in the Senior Cup. Um, it's probably where their last chance of cup glory, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, whereas Salt Ash will want to put a marker down for the league as well as, because uh, they, they are the cup holders as well, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. Just a shame they haven't played for about three years. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> finally, Phil, where you're obviously not in Cornwall on Saturday, but where are you going? Um, plan A on Saturday is Iverbridge versus Bobby Tracy. Uh, Bobby Tracy, another club, a bit like Salt Ash, that haven't played in... in uh, quite a few years, I suppose. <laughs> so, um, so I'm hoping to, to see them, and then Top like they table, still hosted on Wednesday. Yeah, right. yeah Bobby have, have still got the the points. Sorry, the, the the games in hand to be up there amongst the, the leaders, but they because they haven't been playing, they, they really need to get a get back to playing and b get back to, to winning games. Hmm. Uh, otherwise, those games in hand aren't going to count for very much. Now, as a complete neutral. Which would you prefer? If you just put your managerial hat on for a moment, would you want the points already gained or the games in hand? I think the way the weather's been this season, you'd want them the points on the board. Right. Um, because uh, as I, I some of your listeners would have, would have picked up in the league news that I put out on Saturday, the reminder there that the FA set the, the last date of the pyramid season. You know, Salt Ash and Bobby Tracy as two prime examples of clubs that have eyes on on honours have also got one eye on a fixture list that was looking very very crammed <laughs> yeah. um, and I think both of those managers at this moment in time would have taken played a couple of games more got a couple of get more points in the bag than the position that they're actually in at the moment yeah and um, Bobby's problem has it been um, I know they had a, obviously a, a little bit of a vase run but it, 
have they had a lot of weather postponements as well? Or? Yeah, Millmarsh Park, a bit like Marshfield Park for oh, Carrington, is, is well named. It's yeah. well named. They, they do suffer postponements there, but you're also right. I mean, this is the club that also spent three weeks playing in the FA bars and then got thrown out. Didn't <laughs> yes, they? That's true. So, you know, they've, they've had that sort of share, share of bad luck. And, you know, when we talk about reaching 50% of the, the the league fixtures there's always going to be some that are ahead of the game and some are behind the game aren't there and mm. Saltash and Bovey um, mainly due to cup success um, and the fact that well, Saltash and Bovey Trace I believe are both still involved in, in at least two main competitions they're both still in the Wallace Parsons they're both still in their county cups um, to convert that into honours come April May will require a getting on the pitch and, and be getting the results, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. OK, well, we wish them uh, uh, some action over the next few weeks and uh, we hope that you get along to see some as well, Phil. Look forward to it. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. Yeah, mentioning to Phil there um, about games coming up and uh, some important ones uh, in the League and League Cup. And both involve Helston, two wins, and they'll be more than serious contenders for the double, won't they, Rapper? Cool, yes, Dave. Yeah, Why are they already? Think, yeah, well, I think Helston will have a, a great chance of double. If it, you know, if they can beat Salt Ash, obviously, mate, it's it's so close at the top, though, mate. You know, I think the trophies might be be shared around a little bit this season, mate. I don't know. Mm. I mean, my bet against your bet, Dave, isn't it, for the league? Helston against Salt Ash. Well, so, yeah, although, you know, we can't, can't totally write off Sinor Store. We can't totally write no. off Maisel. So, uh, exactly. Uh, it's pretty tight out there, Dave. I, I can't see one team sort of winning, you know, like, you know, I, I think the trophies will be shared, mate. What, what the three, the third, what's it, three, four trophies with the charity? Got me. But, yeah, I think, I've got a feeling, mate, it might be one of, I don't think anyone will do a double this year, mate. You don't? I don't know. No, I've got a feeling, mate, that it's a t- the, you know top four, you know, and I, you know, you can include like Falmouth in that as well, though, you know, cup side. I think, you know, the top sort of four or five teams, mate, are that sort of good, mate. I'd, I'd be surprised if if one team sort of won two or three trophies, really. Mm. I think they might be shared around a bit this season. Okay. Just a feeling, I've got that. Just a feeling. But, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> now we all love a giant killer, don't we, rapper? Oh, absolutely, I'm a giant killer, Deeps. Yeah, I mean, it, what make you know what makes football great, really, Dave, doesn't it? Brilliant, love a giant killer. Which is why we hear from two teams now who go into Saturday's games. I guess uh, uh, I think they probably at least two levels lower than their Peninsula opposition. First one up is St. Clair chairman John Colenso. Well, it's Cornwall Senior Cup time, John. Now. You're another side who hasn't played for ages, uh, aren't you, with no games in December? No, I know. Shocking. This, this weather needs to um, get gone for the New Year, Dave, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, so what do you do on a Saturday? Uh, well, what have you been doing on these Saturdays? Um, we've just been basically training and spying on other people, pretty much. That's all we can do on a, on a Saturday when you're off. So we're lucky we've got Lux Park Sports Hall, so we go training indoors if we can, if the weather's too bad. Um, but yeah, really, it's trying to keep football going so that we can, you know, get get a run together when we eventually get all the games in. 
Do you actually find that it's detrimental in the sense that, you know, these days we, we, we moan about players aren't so committed as they used to be. If you've got a three or four week gap, does that actually turn players off playing or does it make them the opposite and really keen to, to get back into the action? Um, I can see how it could turn players off, but our, I mean, our squad or club, should I say, they are so, so committed um, and they've been really good to us, you know, for a long time now. We've kept the same players in and we just keep going season after season and 95% of them you can rely on every single week. You know, it's, they've, they're really good in that sense, but you can see from a, you know, from a Cornish football point of view in general that it, it could turn players off, definitely. Yeah. So, are you ready for St Blasey on Saturday? Yes. So are they one yes. of the signs you've been watching? <laughs> um, yeah, I have watched them a couple of times, yeah. Um, I went the other day in that horrendous condition to watch them play against Orstall. Uh-huh. Um, didn't really learn a lot from that game, to be fair, because it was, it was so difficult to play football on the, you know, I mean, Paul at St Blasey puts on a lovely surface, but in that weather, it just, it spoiled a good game of football, really, to be fair. So um, didn't learn a lot from that one, but I have watched them on a couple of occasions now. So we pretty know, we know what they're about and what we've got to do against them. Yeah, they only squeezed through uh, three two against Hale, didn't they, in the last round? But but since then they've had some, you know, some good results on paper. Yeah, I see. Um, I see the two managers on Twitter of uh, Matt Hayden and Sean Vincent, and they have said a couple of times that they're gradually picking up the momentum now. I think they had a, a slow start to the season, um, and then yeah, like you said, they went to extra time against Hale, and I think they've just gradually picked up momentum from there. They've made a couple of signings. Um, so yeah, we we know we know about them, and you know we just have to go out there and, and give them a game and and see what we can get out of it. Like we have in every other round, we played against higher league in every round so far. Um, we're new to the East Cornwall League, as you know, so we take every game as it comes and just keep you know keep going and hopefully carry on picking up results. And what a result the last game was for you uh, that you actually played in the league <laughs> a five-one league win at Mount Gold. Yeah. How did that come yeah. about? That came about because we, we stuck to the task that we were asked to do. Basically, the lads played the perfect formation that we know. We've got a formation that we use basically against the, the higher sides, if you like, that we know works really well for us. All our players know it. Um, and that's why we're doing so well against the, you know, we are a good football inside. And when we've played in the Dutch League, we've sometimes struggled against the, the kick and rush sides, if you like. But now we're coming to a level where we're playing players of a similar ability we seem to be working really well against them and lots of talk about the restructuring last summer you've mentioned it a couple of times that you stepped up into these Cornwall Premier was that the right move for St Clair absolutely yes definitely yeah um, I mean we had a we had a good St Clair side that was in East Cornwall 10 years ago now um, and we knew we had to try and get back there that was the aim when we sort of took it on so I mean I'm the chairman now um, got a player Aaron Saunders is now the gaffer I mean he started at under eights with Sinclair and he's gone all the way up through um, and we've just we've looked at other sides and thought we've got the same squad as them or we've got a better squad than them why aren't we there and we've just gradually worked our way through and we've eventually got there so we'll just carry on from here and see how we get on and the makeup of your squad I mean is it mostly youngsters or older experienced players or, or how is it made up? <laughs> I think our oldest player is about 27. Oh, right. <laughs> and, that is, and that is the gaffer. Right. <laughs> so uh, we've got, what have we got now? I think two of them have turned 17. So we've got two 17s and four 16s. Right. 
Um, we've we've continually got a good squad of 20 players each week that we're trying to sort of keep everybody happy. Um, we're very lucky in that respect that we've we've got a good reserve backup as well, good reserve side that we can we can put players down to the reserves to get them minutes to make sure that everybody's rolling fit, you know, ready for them Saturday after all the time. And um, we've got a great relationship between first and seconds as well, which is which is brilliant for the club. Um, and you know when we when the youngsters don't get minutes that they need, then we can give them minutes in the reserves. Um, we've had Darren Gilbert's borrowed two of our 16-year-olds twice this season to go on his bench at Bodmin, um, which is good testament to the 16-year-olds, yeah. um, as long as they don't stay there. We've obviously got to keep a close eye on them and make sure they come home again. <laughs> but, um, no, they, you know, it's good. It's good for the club at the moment and we're, you know, we'd like to continue. Is it... Uh, I, I mean... it. I'm not even sure whether you play the same place as when I played at St Clair many, many, many years ago, but are you able to go up into the next level or not? Or would you have to do too much work on the pitch and that um, sort of thing? I think from a St Perrin point of view, I think we've probably are there, I would say. I don't think, I'm looking at the, um, the ground specifications, I think we're there to go into St Perrin if we can. Right, OK. And... Uh, you're the lowest ranking side, I reckon, left in the competition, the Senior Cup. How does that feel? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great achievement for the club. You know, it's it's great for us. It's you know, it's it's something that we've looked forward to really. Just get into each round, as, as they always say, take every game as it comes. Well, that's what we've done. Um, we've set our sides up to compete against the teams we've played, and so far so good. And that's that's how we hope to continue. And if, uh, as we start a new year, 2020, if you could have one wish come true, what would it be? <laughs> um, go through to the next round, I would say, at the moment, and just continue our league form as we are. And, um, you know, I think we'll do fine in the league. I'm, you know, I'm pretty confident of that. Um, we just need to get the games played. We need the weather to change so that we can get games and we can get a momentum going. Right. Well, good luck on Saturday, John. And uh, obviously, uh, we'll be uh, watching that game with uh, great interest to see how you get on. <laughs> Thank you very much. And a happy new year to you and Rappo. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Well, St. Clear away at St. Blasey. Um, any surprise coming here or not? Well, I'll tell you what, they were watching Blasey in the last round, mate. And, and they were lucky, mate. You know, they were, they were lucky to go through, you know, the. I think you already mentioned, you know, St. Pierre and West Hale, mate. So I think looking at the results, St. Clear can go there and, and give it a real go, I think, mate. But I would expect Blasey to go through, mate. I think that two-division gap, you know, is, might be a bit too much in, in quality, Dave, you know, for St. Clear. But I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm, like John said, mate, I'm sure St. Clear's young lads won't be phased by a trip to Blazeport, you know, just go and enjoy the day. Um, and, and see what happens, mate. You know, they've done brilliant in the competition so far. So, you know, well done to them to, to be in the last 16, mate. Mm. So, Blasey's run of form hasn't been too bad, though, has it? I mean, they they only lost, you know, 1-0 to St. Austell. Um Other than that, they've uh, had quite a good run. Um, well, since, probably since they, uh, well, just before they, they won that Hale game. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, on paper, I... I'm going with St. Blasey to be honest on this one, yeah. so uh, so can't see can't see too many surprises there. 
Um, that will probably upset John because uh, before our next interview, I must tell you all that uh, you're going to be hearing more from John Colenso as uh, he's going to be giving us a quick look at the East Cornwall Premier League each week. So looking forward to that, although with me tipping St. Blasey, he'll probably not want to bother now, I expect. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, th- I think John's a realist, Dave, isn't he? I think, you know, obviously... You know, some crazy big favourites, mate, isn't they? But I think there's a, there's a bit of a free hit, mate, isn't it? For some clear, you know, they yeah. can go there. They had that great result of Godolphin in the old days, didn't they? They can go there and just, you know, yeah, like you said, you know, John said they got, what, thir- three 16-year-olds, a couple 17 you know, They can go there, mate. Lovely pitch, mate, isn't it? Lovely ground, play spot. You know, enjoy the day and, and look forward to hearing more from John over the coming weeks, mate. Weeks ahead. Yeah. Okay, so that's to look forward to. Right, next up, Pendine Rovers co-manager Wayne House, who sounds excited ahead of their tie. Well, we're talking Senior Cup, Wayne. Saturday, it's Weybridge at your place, and I bet you can't wait, can you? Yeah, absolutely buzzing for it, mate, to be honest. Um, After Saturday's result in the league against Hale, which I expect you've heard about, um, it's just got the lads on a massive high, and obviously with it being the Senior Cup, we're not expected to do anything. Won't expect to do anything in the last round, so we're going to go out and hopefully do something. That's what we're hoping to do. <laughs> it seems ages ago that uh, you, you beat Penzance in the previous round, didn't it? Yeah, it, um, it's. I think it's. You know, it's just one of those, and it. You know, you have the round, and then you got to wait X amount of weeks or a couple of months or whatever for the next one, and it? it's just one of those things, I suppose. And attack it when it arrives. I guess that's that's what we've got to do. I think. Yeah, and so do you fancy your chances in this one? Yes, of course we do, mate. (laughs) um, At the end of the day, you know, um, we're not expected to win on Saturday. You know, like I said, we weren't expected to win against Penzance. Um, All we keep saying to the lads in each round of this Senior Cup, which we've been coming through, is go out and enjoy it. You know, it's an experience to play against higher-level teams. You know, we know for a fact that Weybridge is going to be a good side. You know, they're... They've started picking up results. We've um, Andre's been and watched a couple of games, my, uh, the guy that manages with me, to get a bit of background. Um, a chap from Mousel on Boxing Day when I went over to watch a game was giving me some um, insight as well on <laughs> the, on them. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, we're not expected to do anything, but we're going to go out there and at Pendine, you know, we'll take anyone on at our place, you know, so... We're quietly confident, let's put it that way, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I was looking at your stats a little bit earlier and you said there that at your place, you know, you would take on anyone. But actually, you've got a better away record than you have at home this season, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I know. We've only lost, I think we've lost two in the league and they were both at home. And the only away game that we've lost in the league was in the cup down at Penryn. Yeah. So, yeah, te- technically, when it comes to stats and stuff, yeah, we, we're better off at home, but... Um, I just know when when we play at home and we're on our game, you know, we're capable of beating anybody, you know, and we proved that, you know, um, playing Pen- uh, Hale in the league last week, another top side in our league. Um, and then obviously the Penzance game that we played, you know, we just, just upped our game and we now have to play our pitch at the end of the day, Dave, you know, it's just one of those. Yeah, now, Pendine, I think, is the only place I've played where when the game started, it was beautiful sunshine and within 20 minutes, the fog horn was going and the game was abandoned because of fog. I mean, do you want it to be nasty conditions or do you want it to be a beautiful sunshining day and, uh, you know, the, the football purists can uh, do their stuff? Um, to be honest, I would like pending weather. 
<laughs> so maybe a little bit of drizzle, a little bit of pending coldness. Um, I don't want to absolutely hammering down because a couple of my boys are big fairies when it comes to the rain as well. All <laughs> uh, right. But, um, but no, you know, um, we played um, Saturday in the conditions. It was all overcast. The pitch was a little bit heavy from the weather that we've been having. Um, you know, but I think, you know, if we get a little bit of damp up there, so the ball zips off the surface a little bit so they can't play their perfect football. You know, obviously at that standard of football, their, their football abilities, you know, it's a lot better, and they'll be, able, you know, they'll want to play on the perfect pitches. While well, you're coming to Ball Lace Park, it's not Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> as much as much as we love it, it's lumpy and bumpy, but it's got grass on it, and we score goals there, so we're happy with that. Oh, great! And one of those guys scoring goals, he got your winner last Saturday against the uh, Hale, the league leaders, Alex Ralph. He's he's still scoring them, isn't he? Uh, mate, the boy is impeccable. I, I can, you know, I, I think I mentioned him to you last time, and I know Rappo like knew him and his brother from years ago, and they said on the last um, like interview I did with you about, um, you know, he had potential back then. He's just, um, you know, he's just flourishing, mate. You know, he's in, he's in a good side, you know. And don't get me wrong, the lad's a quality player. He scored a lot of goals for Resurgent last season. Um, season before he was with me. Um, in the com- our, I think that's our first year back or second year back in combo. And his first season, he scored 26 goals. Yeah. So you know, and he was that, I mean, 18 years old then. You know, he's what, nine, uh, 20, 21 now. But the, the, the problem we've got now is he's scoring, he's scoring for fun. And we've got certain teams that are, are wanting him, if you like. <laughs> and it's, for us, it, it's annoying, but, it, it, you know, it's obviously, it's an absolute pleasure and delight for him. You know, it, it's an honour to be noticed by some of the top clubs around here. But yeah. Myself and Andre have spoken to him and he's not going anywhere in the near future. You need to get him on a contract and so when they, you know, and transfer him out for thousands of pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. We'll, we'll get... We'll get our big money men in down at Pendine and we'll get them sorted. <laughs> yeah. Well, all I can say, Wayne, is Happy New Year. We're, we're actually talking on New Year's Eve. Now, what are you doing tonight? Um, I'm working in the Globe um, from about 10 o'clock DJing. So what time is it going out? So I might have to shut the music off just to play it over the speaker. Oh, no, this is going out Friday. <laughs> so you've got plenty of time to recover from tonight. But uh, you're a man of many <laughs> talents. And, and good to know also that, you know, you mentioned it earlier, the Globe... Um, they're one of your sponsors, aren't they? So it's good that uh, you know they can yeah, get a mention yeah. as well. Yeah, that's it. You know, they've been really good to us. Um, they had uh, new owners come in this uh, this year. They took over the pub, and our boys were always going there for a few pints. And Saturday night, the boys like a a good dance and a bit of fun. So uh, um, we approached the Globe, and they uh, they're one of our many sponsors. Yeah, they're, they're good as gold. To be fair, really, really good, really helpful towards us, and. You know, really, it all helps towards, you know, everything, you know, as it is financially with the club. And it's brilliant. Yeah, it's good to have them on board. Yeah, great stuff. Well, all the best for the new year and 2020. And, uh, well, let's hope we'll be talking soon about your next uh, opponents in the Senior Cup. Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed, eh? <laughs> your Cornish <laughs> OK, so what about this one then, Rappo? Home advantage for Pendine and... I had to love the way Wayne said it. It's lumpy and bumpy, but it's not... It's, no, what was it? It's lumpy and bumpy, but it's got grass yeah. on it, and we score goals on it, and I'm happy with that. That was just great, I thought. <laughs> yeah, I like Wayne, mate. He's straight as a die, isn't he, he says it how it is. I'll tell you what, mate, this, this one, I think, is a real banana skin, mate, for, for the Bridges, mate. And, I mean, it's not one rower or Rob would have wanted at all, I don't think, mate. 
I mean, two, the two teams met a couple of seasons ago, didn't it? Was it two or three seasons ago? And it and it went to extra time down there, didn't it? A ball ace. Oh, right, did I think it was two. Yeah, yeah, it was it was two all after ninety minutes down there, mate. So I think this could be another close one, mate. With you know, with Pendine flying in the combo and sort of Weybridge finding it, you know, a little bit tough in the southwestern, mate. You know, two top blokes as well. You know, Wayne and Rowe going against each other, and old mate. So, sorry, actually, Wayne sounded a bit like Rower, I thought. Yeah, he's a funny guy, mate. He's, yeah, because um, yeah, Rower is hilarious, mate. But, but yeah, yeah, I like Wayne, mate. I, I used to speak to him a lot here, and you know, what, what te- but more text really, and speak, you know, when I was covering the combo, mate, for the paper and that. And you know, he's always, always honest, mate. If if they if they play badly, he'll say, you know, my lads are rubbish today, and if they play well, he'll say that, you know, we played really well. He's he's straight as a die, mate, and. You know, like that, you know, like Wayne said, mate. I think it would be hard, mate, for Weybridge to play sort of any attractive football down at Ballays. And like you said, Dave, I mean, we've all played them pen being when the weather's been a bit adverse, mate, to say the least, mate. Haven't we? Yeah. So, and it's going to be a physical game as well, mate. So, I think this one, mate, will be a really interesting tie this one, Dave. You're right. Okay. Well, more of. Uh... Pending Way Bridge in a moment because let's have a break from the interviews and uh, get back to our predictions slot. And uh, this week, five games from around the county, and one of those matches is the Pending one. But um, first of all, Rafa, let's just remind everyone uh, what's the running score at the moment? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dave. Thanks for the reminder. But yeah, no, you, you're, uh, you're fashion me, Dave. 7 2, mate. 7 2 for you. Right. I'm hoping for better luck in 2020, mate. So, first prediction match. Uh, we've touched on it. Well, actually, who, whose turn is it to go first? I can't remember. Ooh, uh, hold on, mate. Uh, think. Do you, you remember uh, or not? Or shall we toss a coin? I, I can't, mate. I can, uh, actually, Dave. No, uh, I've got uh, a feeling uh, it's me, but I'm not sure. Is it you? Because we did. We had a break, didn't we, mate? Yeah. We had a pre-Christmas yeah. break, didn't we? I think you went first the week before that. So, go on, mate. Eds. Tails. Still, <laughs> it might be that. Nah, nah, I know you're an honest man, mate. So, I'll let you go um, first. You sure, mate? Yeah, yeah, go on. We'll, we'll probably have the same score anyway, Dave. <laughs> At least one of them, anyway. Yeah. But, so, um, first one, Bobman against Helston. That's the game I'm going to Saturday, Dave. Oh, are you? I, I think. Yeah, I think so, mate, because, you know, I'm working, mate, so I'm obviously got to go up this end somewhere, Dave, because I, I don't want to drive down and anger rain for three hours. Mm. So, yeah, so I'm up this way. It was a toss-up, Dave. It was, you know, the old... Well, the old team Falmouth, mate, at Dogwalls, didn't they? And, mm-hmm. you know, well done to Dogwalls since the fire and everything, mate. I was going to go up and have a look. But, but, um, but no, I think I think this Bodmin Elston match is such an attractive looking one, mate. And it's an extra hour in bed, Dave, as well, <laughs> for me. So, uh, yeah, it's a three o'clock kickoff as opposed to the two o'clock senior cup uh, games, yeah, mate. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's an extra hour in bed, mate. So I'll plump for it, mate. And and I'm going to go, mate. I'm going to go four two away win to Helston. Four two. All right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, as uh, Phil Hiscox pointed out to us, uh, Helston, you know, been at Bobby recently uh, in the League Cup, finished four yeah. one on that occasion. 
I think it might be a little closer this time, um, but not a lot closer because I'm going for Helston to win 3-1. 3-1 Helston, okay, mate. Yeah. Right, next Masselby, one. Please. <laughs> Sorry, Masselby, what? Masselby, please, mate. Masselby, please. I don't know about Gilby, but... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right, former senior cup. Uh, two from the cup and uh, Liscard Athletic versus St Ives now well the Blues haven't won since the last senior cup match which finished 5-1 against De Luggan uh, quite the opposite for St Ives they haven't lost for absolutely ages so um, uh. now I'm going now, th th these scores are as at the end of 90 minutes aren't they we, we decided didn't yeah. we a few weeks back so yeah. at the end of 90 minutes I'm going to go with it being 2-2. Two, two. Cool. I'll tell you what, Dave. Uh, uh, well, if it, I'll tell you, if it was at St. Ives, Dave, I'd, I'd fancy an upset here. Yeah. If it was at Scotland's, wouldn't you, mate? Yeah. But I would, honestly. But, you know, obviously, this squad's still got some, you know, quality, you know, James Lorenz and, well, two or three quality lads, mate. And I, I, I sort of thought along the same lines as you, actually, Dave. I, I was going to say 2-2, two, two, but I've actually just gone 3-2 Liscard, mate, Ooh, to nick right. it. OK. But, but it wouldn't surprise me if St Ives, you know, they're a talented team, Dave, aren't they? Well, they're they on a look. good run, aren't they? That's the thing. So, yeah. um, if they... Yeah, up, up, up to second now in the league, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. second in the league. Let's hope they can all uh, make the trip as well. So, um, yeah. We'll wait and see. Yeah. And the other Cornwall Senior Cup tie that we've chosen, Pendine against Weybridge. Now, we've heard yeah. from Wayne House. Uh, we've heard about the uh, pleasure of uh, Borlase Park that Weybridge Town will be uh, uh, um, experiencing. So, um, what's it going to be on the score? Well, no, Dave's another one, isn't it, mate? It's another. I fully expect Pendine to give Weybridge a hell of a game, mate. Um, I don't think Wayne would have it any other way, mate. Wayne and Andre. I don't know, mate. Um, you know, I like Rara, mate, and Rob as people. And you mustn't really get personal about this. You know. No, no, mate. No, it's, yes, they'll mate. still speak to you. I'm sure they'll still yeah. speak to you after this. Yeah. Yeah, I know, mate. It's, it's a difficult one, mate. I'll see Rob on Sunday morning as well, mate, at the vets, I think, mate. <laughs> so he'll <laughs> have a crack at me. No, I. I, I this could be, like you say, mate, this could be another extra time job. And I, I think I might just go 3-2 to Weybridge, mate, just to nick <laughs> it. Ah, right, OK. Yeah, well, mate, yeah. Well, guess what? I mean, I... I You've got that, mate? Yeah, I have got that. I've got, you know, the fact yeah. that we know Pendine can do it because they beat Penzance in the last round, but... Yeah. But to me, Weybridge, yeah. they are an informed side. Again, we're talking about St. Ives being on in form. Likewise, Weybridge, I reckon. Although it does yeah. depend on the weather too, doesn't it, Pendine? Um, so, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm also going for Weybridge to squeeze through 3-2, but it's it's going to be a close one for sure. Yeah, it will, mate, it will. Yeah. OK, yeah, so... East Cornwall Premier League, Torpoint Athletic versus Varian. Third against second... Uh, 12.12 yeah. nil at Varian in November but uh, despite that I'm going to go with Varian to win this one same scoreline though so it's going to be 12.0 Varian 2 alright mate yeah I've, I've gone for I've gone for a close game I've gone Desmond mate I've gone for the old Desmond 2-2 uh -huh. mate 
okay. Chapter Desmond, yeah. Right, and last one. Uh, this is from the Trelawney Premier. Now, our old friend Stidians, who crashed and burnt a couple of weeks ago when we tipped them, yeah. well, when I tipped them yeah. to win, I think they got yeah. stuffed 9 0 or something, didn't they? So, so yeah. this time it's Stidians against Holmans. Yeah, mate, yeah. Well, Holmans have got a really impressive looking squad, mate. I mean, Mark's his senior, mate, back at back as manager and we spoke to Kyle didn't we mate a few weeks ago mm-hmm. you know Marksy Junior he's you know talented lad mate and, and banging the goals in, in that league and, and Almonds have basically got a, at least a combo side mate really playing at the minute in, in the Trelawney league so I know Stillians are going well mate and have had a great start of the season in the main but I'm going to go for a healthy uh, 4-1 away win for Almonds mate alright ok well, this, believe it or not, is a top three clash. Um, but again, though, two teams very much um, in contrasting form. Um, Stillians have had a terrible December. Holmans, you said, uh, as you said, you know, in good form at the moment. And uh, I think the start to the new year, you know, Stillians start to the new year is, is going to be uh, bludgeoned by the visitors. Do you like that? Bludgeoned. So that's almost yeah. as good as your usurped the other week. But uh, yeah, usurped, mate. Yeah, usurped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going with Holmans to win five nil. Five nil. Yeah, yeah. 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 Kyle Marks, how many goals has he got this season in Trelawney goals? Oh, Kyle, mate. I reckon in the Trelawney, uh, I think there's a couple above them though, mate. Isn't there? But I'm going to go fifteen, mate. Seventeen. Ooh, nineteen. Cool. 19, oh, sorry, God, I've done you a disservice there, mate. Yeah, I knew he was up around. Yeah, I think there's someone on about 23 there, don't there? Is there someone at the top? don't know, I'm only looking at Holman, so I couldn't tell you. But yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah. So. I know Carl went top, and I'd sort of fancy him to be also Dominic Cathy. Uh, got Dominic Fulham as well in that league, mate. And you've got quite a few decent strikers in that in the Trelawney Prem, mate. Yeah, that's so, right. A decent so, competition at the top. So, hang on, so we need to know now, don't we? Now that you've said that, let, yeah, let's just on, see mate. who's got most goals in Trelawney Premier. And it is yeah. our old friend Dominic Pullen, 23 goals. He's top, yeah. 23. He's top of 23. Oh, right. Leon Dixon, who... Yes. I, yeah, that's it, mate. I, I always think of Lee Dixon when I read that name. Yeah. Um, Newlyn Lyons, he's second place with 20. So... Uh, Oh, all right. And then yeah, you've not, got, not a lot of them, mate. No, and then you've got um, Kyle Marks and Treve Bale on 19, so... Yeah, Treve's already scored a lot of Stereo's day, and he's a regular still every season, but... Yeah. yeah. But interesting, that one, mate, out of Dom and Kyle, mm. One at the end of his career, and one sort of, you know, still got... Just at the start of his career, really, so that'll mm. be interesting to see who comes out on top in that one. Yeah. Okay, right. That's the um, predictions done for this week. We yeah, digressed luck, slightly, mate. but um, but five games. <laughs> we'll see how we get on next week. Yeah, good luck, mate. I say through gritted teeth. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're on to the last interview of the episode, and uh, as soon as the draw was made, the standout tie was Mosul versus AFC Sunorstal. Two sides going well in the Southwest Peninsula League. Well, it's welcome Billy Curtis, skipper of Mosul. Hello. How are you doing, Billy? Are you all ready for the new year? 
just about. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. It's going to be a quiet one. But um, what's the club said to you in, in the sense of festive celebrations? Have they sort of uh, mentioned that uh, go quiet or uh, do whatever you like? Yeah, no booze, no turkey, no nothing. <laughs> no, look, after, look after yourselves and uh, get ready for St. Hostel on the 4th. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, no, things are going pretty well for you guys down there in the far west, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah, it's been it's been a good start to the season. Um we had a couple of a couple of draws at the start which which set us back a little bit. Um but otherwise we just um it feels like we're getting stronger all the time. Um so yeah, we're re- really looking forward to uh welcoming St Austell um in a few days and uh pushing on in the second half of the season really. I like the way you say welcoming. I mean, <laughs> you, you make it sound <laughs> well, such a friendly little get-together. <laughs> well, to, to be honest, we've had a really um, uh, tough couple of games against them this season already. Um, so it, it'll be it'll be a really interesting one. Yeah, I mean, this, I mean, we've been featuring Cornwall Senior Cup mostly on the podcast this week, but this is, well, by definite, the, the biggest tie of the day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. It is a big one for sure. I mean, we we actually came up against them a couple of years ago um, in the semi final, um, and, and and that was a good one. That ended up going to extra time. So um, it, it yeah, it should be a good one. Oh, was that the semi down at Helston? Was it? It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I remember. Yeah, it. so that went. I think the I think there were even a couple of red cards. It got a little bit tasty. Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be similar this time around. Yeah. And as you've touched on, you, you've played them twice already in the league. Both finished one all. Uh, were they as tight as the results suggest? Um, the first one definitely was. Um, that was a bit, that was uh, that was a really close game. Second one was a funny one, really, because they they had a red card after. Must have only been half an hour. Um, um, we were on top really for that one, but they they defended really well. To be fair to them, and um, they equalised quite late on. So we were a bit a little bit disappointed with that just because of the circumstances. But it's always a really tough game against St. Hostel every, every time we play them. So you didn't mention who scored the goal in the first game. Oh well, you know, I thought I'd leave you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like? Yeah, no, it was a, it was you, a rare one, to be fair. I was going to say you don't get that many. So, was it a good goal? Or was it a, a two-yard tap-in? <laughs> it was a header. It was a header. I was still up from a corner, so I hadn't, got, I hadn't quite got back into defence yet. <laughs> right. So, so what can we expect? You know, from the game coming up on Saturday, uh, have you guys been working on any? Obviously, you're not going to tell me all of it, but have you guys been working on any particular things, or is it pretty much uh, same as uh, any other game? Um, we don't we don't really change our approach too much, to be honest. Um, we we obviously have our own style of play, which we which we like to stick to. We try and um, you know play football, keep the ball, and and try and get on the front foot as much as possible. So. We don't really like to stray too far from that or, or concentrate too much on the opposition. Right, so it's going to be pretty much the same. Now, I, I think, I, I don't know whether you've heard me say before, but actually sometimes I think you guys play too much football. <laughs> well, I, Too much passing it right. I mean, people, people say that, but I mean, I, I think it's, it, it's, it's worked pretty well for us so far. Um, and... You know, I think I think we're we're improving each each week, uh, playing that style of play. So, and and the lads we've got in attack, I mean, if we're in possession of the ball, they're they're so dangerous 
Um, so we just look to keep the ball uh, and get it to them, really, and, and let them let them do the rest. Yeah, as a defender, would you like to come up against them each week? Absolutely not. I mean, I have to in training. <laughs> the lads, like uh, Amara, who plays in front of me, he's he's just unbelievable. He's so quick. Um, so I'm I'm glad that I never have to mark him in a, in a match, to be honest. <laughs> and how many seasons have you been at Mansell now, Billy? This is my fifth, I think. Yeah, yeah, five seasons. So, ah, right. um, not not yeah, quite as yeah, yeah, not quite as long as I thought. It seems as if you've been down the, you know, longer than that. But you, you've got to be one of the the, the longer serving players that there at the moment. I would have thought. Um, yes, uh, Steve Burt. Um, he was there in my first year as well. Um, so we played together um, when Quinny was manager. Wayne Quinn. Um, so we've had a few years playing together. He obviously had a, uh, an injury, so he was out for a year and played for Lodgeman, but um, he's he's uh, a long-standing player too. And you mentioned Wayne Quinn, that he obviously took you to Mosul. Now, if I if my memory serves me right, you were at Hale with Wayne, were you, before that? Um, I never actually um, was there at the same time as Wayne. I... Oh. I um, I must have been 16, 17 at the time. I, I joined, actually, um, just after he left. Um, and then I did one season there, and then I went off to Australia for a couple of years. And then when I got back, um, I knew Wayne through a few people, and um, he, he got in touch, and I ended up signing for Mousel as soon as I got back from uh, from Australia. Oh, right, OK. And, and I would assume no regrets... No, no, it's been great. I've I've absolutely loved every minute at Mausel. It's been it's been a hell of a journey so far, <laughs> and um, the the club are obviously, um, you know, really ambitious. So hopefully we we can take it even further. Yeah, I, I was going to mention that obviously you've seen a lot of changes in the time since you've been there. But when you say take it further, I mean how how much further can that be? Well, it's one step. It's one step at a time, you know. Obviously, there's some really strong teams um, in our league this year, and I, I think it's it's going to be it's going to be really tight up at the top. Um, obviously, Helston want to go up, Saltash, St. Austell, Bodmin, all doing well. Um, so we're we're going to take this season and and have a real push to try and finish at the top of the league and um, get promotion, and then take it step by step really it's crazy when you think about it I mean uh, you know Mosul playing in the Western League the teams from Bristol coming down and, and all that I mean when you joined the club you you couldn't have ever seen this happening could you no I, no I mean at that point no um, but you know the, there's there's real good people at the club who have really pushed to make this happen a lot goes on sort of behind the scenes and, and they've done it's the transformation. I mean, at the ground even has just been incredible. So um, it's a really, really exciting time to be a part of of Mausel. And from us outside of the club, we get the impression that it's a, a very professional setup model inside. I mean, is that the case? You know, is training top level sort of training that you've ever experienced? And and obviously, you've got some of the lads there that have been at pro clubs, haven't quite made it for various reasons. They're still trying to get back into the pro game, aren't they? So tell us a little bit about what it feels like to be part of this setup, because for most of us, you know, we're really not quite sure what's happening at Mosul sometimes. Yeah. 
Well, it's great. It's great for us because I mean, obviously, we've got a, a few of the lads are uh, playing and and sort of coaching full time down here, um, and they've played at a really high level, um, and we train twice a week as the full squad, um, and the the standards are just are so high because obviously they've come from uh, sort of professional backgrounds, so it's just raised the standard. Uh, to another level, really, to what any of us local lads were really used to before. Um, and it's been great. You learn so much from playing with these players and you improve and you, you've really got to be on your toes at training and be sharp because you get left behind otherwise. But for, <laughs> for all of us, it's it's been great. It's it's a really, it's we've learned a lot and we all push each other. Final thought then about the title race. I mean, how, how do you actually see it going? You, you, you know, you mentioned, I think, you, 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 the draws you've had. Are they going to prove costly for you, do you think? Um, well, we've only lost one game. Obviously, we have dropped a few points from, um, like you say, from, from drawing earlier in the season. But I, I think we're in a real strong position uh, uh, to really push on in the second half of the season. And we're on a good run of form. So we're, we're feeling really positive to really give it a good push in the second half of the season. And all you can do really is get as many points on the board as you can and not not concentrate too much on what's happening elsewhere. Um, so we'll just try and win every game and, and see where we end up. And of course, uh, recent signing Hayden Turner has come in, ex Austral player. I'm assuming he's cup-tied for Saturday, but has he been able to give you any tips as to uh, what you might be coming up against in Austral or do you know everything about them already? Yes, well, to be honest, I'm just glad I don't have to mark him. He normally plays left wing, so I normally <laughs> have to pick him up. So... Um, but yeah, he's he he actually played the Boxing Day uh, game against uh, Penzance for us, and you can see his quality already. He's a real, real good player. So obviously, he won't be involved. I don't think he'll be involved um, this uh, this weekend on Saturday. But um, yeah, it's massive, massive addition for us. And dare I say this? But the two goals he got that puts him level with you already. <laughs> yeah, it does. Unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> but. Um, I was, I was never expecting to finish top of the uh, goal-scoring charts this year, to be honest, anyway. So. OK, well, uh, great for coming on, Billy. Um, I mean, thanks uh, for talking to us. All the best for oh, 2020. Good, thanks for having me. Uh, and uh, Happy New Year. And you. And you. Have a good one. Your Cornish So do you think he did the no booze, no turkey, no nothing suggestion or not? <laughs> no, I think it'd be harsh one, mate, wouldn't it? So, uh Especially with the game on the fourth day, I could understand if it was, uh, you know, New Year's Day or whatever day. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure the lads enjoyed a good Christmas. I mean, they they trained pretty hard down there, mate. I should imagine they, wouldn't they? So I think that would soon come off, wouldn't it? Yeah, it does In sound a, a, obviously a professional setup. So you know, it, it may well yeah. be that they were. Uh, um, suggested to perhaps go easy, but who knows? But can you remember playing on New Year's Day? Yeah, I used to love New Year's Day. Though. That, do you remember, mate? It used to be the quarterfinals of the Southwestern League Cup. Yeah. New Year's Day. Actually, mate, I think I had my best ever game for Falmouth on a New Year's Day against Tor Point um, in the quarterfinal. Um, Gilby actually reminded me of it. It's when Phil Cordu was manager. Do you remember that county game, Dave, um, where um, Cornwall played at St. Blasey a couple of years ago against the Navy? 
Yeah, I remember um, the game, but... Um, yeah, yeah, I saw Gilby there that day, mate, and it, I forgot all about it, to be honest, and he reminded me of that day, mate. He said uh, Phil made most of the lads stay in on New Year's Eve because they was playing, obviously, us at Falmouth. I think they were about sick from the league at the time. Steve Gill in goal and all that lot, mate, and, and uh, it was at Bickland. He said, we travelled down, we got there like at one. He said, we was there an hour and a half early, out on the pitch, you know, sweating, sweating it out. He said, most of the lads, you know, sort of took in what Phil said, you know, we had a quiet night and all that. He said, and um, he said, you scored that trick in about the first 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Gilby's like, mate, with his craft voice, yeah, it's really funny. He went, bang, 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 that was their day over. I think it was about 20 minutes, to be honest, though. But <laughs> it was a bit longer than that. But yeah, I think we was like 3 0 up in 22 minutes, mate. And I remember Gilly, mate, kept one in. Someone had a back pass. It was the weirdest goal I think I've ever scored in so far. And Gilly raced out of his goal, mate, slick, because the pitch, it was absolutely belting down the rain. Lovely pitch to play on. Gilly kept the ball in, mate, and went sliding off into the barriers. And left the ball on the line. They left, you know, he kept the ball in, so I just ran, you know, like, bit of a lost cause, you know, ran in behind him, caught the ball, dribbled it along the byline and just knocked it in at the near post, mate. <laughs> I think that's from the attic. So, yeah, I think that was probably the best, like, 20 minutes I had in a form of shit, mate. But, <laughs> but, yeah, sorry, Dave, but, yeah, New Year's Day, mate, good days. So, I mean, this is going to be, a, well, is it going to be a good, a, a tight game or not? Because St. Austin have lost, obviously, uh, Hayden Turner, haven't they? You know, yeah. I'm assuming he's cup tied anyway, so he certainly won't be playing for St. Austin. I'm not so sure, you know, he probably can't play for Mosul as he's cup tied. But the fact yeah. that, you know, he's not there for St. Austin, it's more telling that yeah. way, isn't it? That, you know, the tie might not be as close as what we first thought. No, true though. Like you say, you know, it's obviously even though he can't play for his new club, it's still it's still going to harm his old club, mm. isn't it, in a way that he's not. But I suppose they've still got lads like um, Dan Perryman and all those, haven't they, that can stick the ball in the net. But, but I saw, saw Chappers right, uh, at Corden and Woods the other day. They after a after a nine-hour drive home from Scotland, mate, me and Rach went for a little walk the next morning and saw Chaffee out with the kids, mate, and he's, he's expecting a busy game in golf for <laughs> St. Austin Saturday. So, yeah, he said, uh, you know, I'm expecting a busy game. But, um, but yeah, but it's good for the other clubs, Dave, you know, that, that, that go through because you've got one big, really big club going out, haven't you, on yeah, Saturday, mate? true, true, true. Before the quarter-final. Stage. Yeah. So, yeah, well, interesting Yeah, it is. And uh, certainly, well, there's lots of senior cup ties that um, are going to be worth watching. Um, you've already told us yeah. where you're going to be on Saturday, the Bobman Helston match, which, again, yeah. could be could be a good game, I reckon, that one. So, um, yeah, wait and see. I don't know where I'm going to go yet. There's too many games worth watching that... Um, yeah going to have to leave it until until the day I think because uh, I mean even the yeah. likes of say for example was it St. Day against who are they playing they're playing um, uh, Milbrook Mil Mil I was just going to say that to you Dave you must have been reading it great minds thank you like. I was just going to say that to you Dave I mean St. Day and Milbrook you know that wouldn't be no walk in the park for Milbrook mate would it at the vote no that's so right I mean you got you know Milbrook at St. Day you've got Wendry yeah. and Tor Point there's so many games yeah. actually it's, you know a lot of games um, all over the place that are worth watching also interesting yeah. the holders Farmer that doubles I see um, yeah 
I read today that Westie is expecting a, 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 you know, a bit of a tough game there as well. So um, it'll be interesting come five o'clock Saturday, won't it? Yeah, I think it would. I reckon we'll out of those eight games, mate. I reckon we might have one or two shocks, mate. Don't you? I think I so. I think so. Yeah, um, yeah. And we'll see when you put your scores on the predictions on the uh, Cornwall Football Forum as to whom that surprise yeah. might be. So. <laughs> That's going to be tough, isn't it, mate, this week, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I've got to say it for the first time this year. Yeah. We're out of time. We are, mate. Yeah. That's flowing by, Dave. Good to speak to you again, mate. Yeah. As always, good to speak to you. It's thanks to everyone as well that's uh, listening to the weekly podcast and uh, especially to all those that have contributed. And uh, to everyone, we wish you a very good 2020 to come. So, and I'm sure you would agree with that. Yeah, couldn't have put it better, Dave. Good luck Saturday, everyone, it, whether it's League or Cup, and, and have a really good New Year. Hope it all goes well on and off the pitch for you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> it sounded so chirpy saying that. that just, uh, and it's good night for me. Oh, what? What is good night for me? Yeah, and? sorry, mate. I thought you were going to do it. Sorry, mate. I couldn't quite remember. I'm a little bit young, mate. It's a little bit before me time. It was, but but I can remember my dad liking them. <laughs> I think that's time to say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have a good uh, weekend, Dave. Enjoy the football, mate. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Cornish Soccer Podcast.